0: If you love me, please don't judge me. Got my hands tied, the powers above me. Don't shoot the messenger. I'm just a puppet here. If you wanna place blame, then look to the
1: puppeteer. Family, fortune, envy, jealousy, privilege,
0: passed on, legacy, secret, sabotage, borderline, felony, suicide, subtract, selfish.
2: Welcome back so to, to the We Wish Privilege podcast. I'm your host Brandon. I'm your other host Chanel, and we are back to review one of our favorite shows, Succession. We're on season four, episode six, Living Plus. Uh, <laughs> this was another. I re, this might have been my favorite episode of the season um wow. i really liked i really liked the one right before logan died and the one before mm-hmm. logan died was probably the best episode of television but it wasn't really that enjoyable it was very you know mm-hmm. a man just died and everyone was going through grief uh but this one was a lot of moving parts and a lot of a lot of people making moves and a lot mm-hmm. of in a lot and a whole lot of incompetence uh what'd you think you know?
0: I mean, you know, we were off the rails. We were definitely off the rails. It was thrilling. It was very thrilling. What will they do next? Um, it was our very, very, very first episode of all three of them in in, in like an executive function and at the company they were in LA, but they were at the company and they were reeling and dealing. So it's our first time seeing all three of them untethered. What do they do when they're not revolving around the sun that is Logan?
2: Yeah, I think that's a great way to put it. Uh, So before we get into the show, just a reminder, you can email us at wewasdragons at gmail.com. We didn't change the email from the House of Dragons podcast. We haven't gotten any emails this year, this season yet. So if you're listening, send us an email before we get to the finale. I want to hear what everyone's thinking is going to happen. Also, you can leave us a five-star review on Spotify or iTunes uh and if you do we'll read it on the show and we appreciate those um but let's get into the show so the episode starts with logan in front of a green screen and (laughs) i was like he
0: said you got to pay me boy he got his check
2: oh you talking about uh brian cox
0: yes he said yeah bitch i'm back for four
2: he said he did an interview after that episode, and he had mentioned that um, he was go- they were going to have some flashbacks. So I don't think I don't even think this is the only one, but it might be. Mm-hmm. This show seems this the way they shoot this show. It wouldn't make sense to have like an actual flashback because they don't shoot the show in that way,
3: exactly. right?
2: Where they you found have a like. Way, though. Yeah, so there might be other like pre-recorded shit that he said or whatever that may come out, or maybe this Ooh, is it. I know, I know the
0: finale. I know What's the finale. We <laughs> we real we wake up and realize this has been a dream of being boxes oh no. the whole time, and they're they're back in the age of the intro trailer, like the little intro song where they're all kids. That's the age they are. He fell asleep while they were playing tennis or something, and he had just seen the future. That's how. We
2: People would lose their fucking mind if that was the end of this <laughs> show. <laughs> oh, man, I'm a genius. That's a very classic trope, though. Exactly, but I'm, for sure. A, a lesser show would absolutely do that. Mm-hmm. Like, a 100%. That is not an unreasonable prediction. But I don't think, I don't think yeah, this show would do would that. Yeah,
0: people would riot. There would be <laughs> more. The writers would strike again. Like, it would just be so upsetting.
2: So there was a writer. Speaking of that, there was a writer picketing outside of New York. And he had a sign that says, pay us writers or I'm going to spoil succession. That was on honestly a sign.
0: Bargaining chip, okay? Because can <laughs> you imagine like the million... I don't know. There's just millions of dollars to be lost. Like there are people who would still watch, but there are people who would be like, eh. you know, so yeah. you're like, you're losing our advertising off rip with somebody threatening that. But that's a really... I mean, again, like, I, just to say a quick thing about that, like there was a time when I thought about aspiring to be a tv writer and exactly why they're striking is why i swerved because i felt really like too old to be dealing with that level of like uncertainty but um i definitely believe that everyone in this country should be paid a living wage like no matter what you're doing and if you can't make that much money then then the company needs to dissolve and the industry needs to shrink or something needs to happen but spreading out labor and like spreading out wages even lower is not okay for workers to be you know the main issue is people used to be staffed for a year six months now with streaming they might be staffed for like a month a couple weeks and then they have to go fight for jobs with people coming in moving in every day to take up more jobs and um the thing that is important for our show is that you know whenever they do stuff like this it impacts the black writers the most because they already are there like on these like affirmative action programs sometimes to get them in that don't like give them the full opportunities they need or set them back. Like there was this th- this thread about black women showrunners or writers who like they should be moving up in the the, the, the like hierarchy, but they keep getting lateral moved every time there's like an initiative because there's not actually any real initiatives for like diversity or um any real recognition of that in the industry for them to move up the way they should be. So um, I some of that could have been technically wrong, but anyway, I support the writers guild. Um, Brandon told me on the side that he does not. He that's says, not true. I'm just kidding. That's <laughs> like, not true. Just
2: kidding. <laughs> they also, well, part of it, like the big studios and stuff, I mean, they got no excuses, they can afford to pay these people. Um, the at all part of it is a function of the one, the, not excuse, but the one benefit I give the industry is that we people, we the people, the consumers kind of changed how this stuff is consumed, mm-hmm. right? And so it, it used to be, you work on a TV show, you get 22 episodes. It takes, mm-hmm. I don't know, 35, 40 weeks to shoot 22 episodes. And so that's pretty much your year. Like, it, it could be a little bit longer. You could be up to like 40, I mean, 52 weeks in a year. So like, mm-hmm. if you take four weeks of vacation, you're, you know, you're basically worked your whole year. So you get a year's worth of salary, right? And so that's okay. But and I, but now that things are streaming, you're not getting 22 episode seasons, mm-hmm. right? You're getting 13 episode seasons, nine episode seasons, eight episode seasons, six. Some of these shows are six episodes, right? And so if I'm getting on a show and I'm working six episodes, I don't expect, I, I wouldn't expect, uh, a a tv producer to pay me a year's worth of salary for six episodes but what Mm -hmm. they pay me my rate should be a living wage rate or a very Mm -hmm. good rate right so i don't expect you to make you know 150 thousand dollars for a five episode show i mean you might but like every show is not going to pay you that but what you shouldn't be getting paid is below minimum wage which some of these people end up getting when you extrapolate it out over the course of an entire year it's similar mm-hmm. to like adjunct professors in college, right? So like if you were mm-hmm. a full-time professor and you work full-time, you make really well, you know, you make $150,000, $200,000, you don't have to pay for much. But if you're an adjunct professor, you some some of them don't even make minimum wage. And yeah, you're so scrappy. It's the, you're
0: living in, in how, campus housing. Mm-hmm. Like all of that, sa- yeah.
2: It's the same thing. So like part of it is just the changing of the industry, which I do think they will account for. But the other part, which is the same for almost any labor dispute, is corporate greed. So, you know, there's always multiple parts of these things, but the biggest thing is always the same thing, which is corporate greed. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: I um, I totally agree with you, by the way. Like, they, I think somebody said, like, you know, the total demands are 2% of the industry profits across the, like across the board. So it's extremely possible to bump them up. And the other thing I wanted to bring up just from what you said, cause I thought how you explained it was very, very succinct and very good. Um, when we switched to streaming, you're right. Like we, you know, we drove the demand and everybody kind of went with new technology and all that, but there still could have been infrastructure built from the beginning. If people had foresight with like a bias towards talent to think about that, like, if if they did make shows like like streaming can let's be honest streaming can be however the fuck long i want it to be streaming can be 39 minutes and they could be like the industry standards 39 minutes now like we have new you know because all the like how they write shows has to do with commercials and like the act beat the act beats were playing around commercial breaks like right um so everything when we're doing streaming like there's you're writing even more content in an episode although you're writing less episodes so my point is just to say like you know the contracts could be hey you're you're written on this season we're gonna write the three seasons at one time like hey the contract is we're gonna do 15 episodes for netflix rollouts we're gonna do like we're gonna break them up five and five like there's there's ways they could have thought about it if the priority was that but the priority wasn't that it was like acting talent and like these like press like you know big like whatever the the not the godfather but the one they did the irishman was like these indulgent films and giving them to like men like white men directors white men actors and not thinking like okay how are we making this sustainable so it just wasn't a sustainable move not because of streaming but because they tried to use like the lowballing of uh network on streaming and it backfired so anyway you know, definitely we stand with WGA, and uh, I'm technically pre WGA, so definitely not crossing that strike line. And because I have no, I'm not even trying to sell a script. <laughs> but I wish you guys the best, and anybody out there hating can really go somewhere else because TV is amazing right now, and you guys deserve more money.
2: I agree. So Logan was pitching Living Plus, which essentially is like what he calls cruise ships on land. Uh, The cruise ship experience on dry land. So I imagine it's like the idea that Walt Disney had of like building this insular community where everything is there for you, entertainment, schools, food, you know, attractions, music. It's just all in like this one community that you pay a price for and you get access to it, to it all. There's a community in Orlando. I did an internship at Disney uh, when I was in college and there's a in, there's a community in Orlando called Celebration that it's like started to be like that, but they never finished. Yes, it. it's
0: like a Disney one,
2: right? Yeah, it's very nice, but it's they never finished it, right? So it's not completely insular, but it was kind of Walt's idea, so they kind of started it. And the houses and stuff there are nice, uh, but it's not like this complete insular experience that like is being pitched here. But that's the gist of it. Is what what uh, Waystar had planned. Um, and so and so this woman, I'm not I don't want to I'm not trying to victim blame. So don't write me any email saying I'm victim blaming. But I don't think I'm gonna be the woman that's gonna be here. I'm not gonna be the woman or man who's gonna tell Logan Roy, Hey dog, let me let's run that back from the top. That does not seem like the dude that you wanna run it back from the top. He will tell you, hey, let's do this again. I think I need to do this better. I know what I'm not doing. If I'm working for Logan Rory, I'm not saying let's run this back from the top and then try to have people come touch him up for makeup. Absolutely not. That sounds like a horrible well, idea. Well, I mean, this episode was so interesting because by the time we got to the end,
0: I'd forgotten about the beginning. But by the way, in a normal environment, the director can direct <laughs> the person. Yeah right like that just I mean so what you what you're saying is like she should have the industry knowledge but if she doesn't she was completely respectful and within her rights and you can see from the moment she said a thing to him that he was fuming and yes. you're such an asshole
2: yeah what I'm saying is she's right but you also gotta know who you're working for and so like if I choose to work for that dude wait I, I just know wanna when say not- that
0: you gotta know who you're working for is throughout this that's
2: the theme of the episode. Keep going. Yes, I, I, if I choose to work for Logan Roy, uh, you know, obviously I'm not taking no like sexual abuse or anything like that. But like, I'm not about to do that. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. Great job, Mister Roy. Let's let's keep it moving. And then I'm gonna do the best I can to edit and post whatever I need to do because what could? Because I guarantee you, we don't know what happened. But my guess is whoever that producer was was fired knowing logan roy by the end of that shoot or whatever and so then we find out that kendall and hugo and jess are watching this and jess and hugo look horrified by it because i think they know what's coming and basically Mm -hmm. it's like they're trying to put makeup on logan and he says like stop it you guys are useless like my fucking children (laughs) no you're (laughs) fucking idiots something like that it definitely wasn't useless would
0: have just been like oh that was rude he definitely put a fuck in there he definitely put an idiot like he just brought and he brought the kids up first of all this is the ultimate why now why am I in this the kids are not here why are you bringing like that they did that just for us like just for pizzazz because that don't even make no sense to bring the kids up at that moment
2: and Kendall played it off he said uh something like I've heard worse on a Christmas card or something like that
0: (laughs) yeah yeah, that's a Christmas card
2: yeah, because Hugo and Jess were like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, my bad. I mean, they were
0: like, sorry to hear your dead dad say that about you. Like, this <laughs> is one of the last times you're going to see him for real. Yeah. And he's calling you out and you're not even there. Like, he just, you're just on his mind as an idiot. Like, yeah. Um, those kids are, I mean, it's good to remember, again, because when you watch this, you go through so many journeys. It's good to recap to be like, this is why they're fucked up. Let's start here. This is why they are the way they are and and move from here like good grounding. Um it was nice to see him though and I mean at the very the taping this together to the very end which I won't go into detail about it's like they clearly miss him so much that it's like if this is the format we'll still watch it and we want to watch it over and over cuz it's still dad.
2: Mhm. So then we cut to Shiv and she's on the PJ and she gets a phone call and it's our buddy on Lucas the way to Jackson. LA. Yeah, on the, on the way to L.A. And um Lucas... And she looks out the window, and there's fucking Madsen in his goddamn plane right across from her. And he's like, why don't you come over here? And she's like, nah, I'm good. And so he gets off the plane. He walks in there. The first thing he does is talk shit about how poor they are, which is like different levels of rich. Because <laughs> Shiv is rich and wealthy. She's wealthy, but she's not Lucas Madsen wealthy. <laughs> and so... He was like, "Oh, you got the poor PJ, basically," and she's like, "Don't come my plane talking shit about my fucking plane." And so, essentially, well, not he even heard- like
0: poor, like like bought in the eighties, PJ. Like it's just it's definitely a pass down plane, and he probably has like the Drake OVO plane. Yeah,
2: and he he basically was like, "I heard about this living plus shit. I'm not for that bullshit. Like, can you cut that shit off?" And he's she's like, "Ah." And he's like, look, I could come to you because you're my inside woman. And she's like, who said I was your inside woman? When did we establish that did. shit? But <laughs> she
0: did that when she sent a so a, a covert photo of her brothers to him. Like, that's when she kind of solidified it in my mind.
2: And so then Lucas was like, all right, whatever. I mean, you, you got me. Anyway, did your brothers tell you about how they went off on me on the mountain? Them, they went fucking ape shit, and she was. And she just she basically played it off like she already knew, and she was just like, "All right, this time's come to the end," and then she leaves. So I then love we, how
0: she shoots him away. Like she definitely, whatever. This is her and her. I her with him is at her best because we see her being coy and we see her being like foxy, but like she's not doing too much. She's not being like ice man to him in a way that like his is upsetting because the context and history like with tom this this is when i'm like oh i see her for who she could be in this space and like the like basically her lane would be more of an olivia pope area and i'm seeing that um that potential and then the other thing i want to say is you may probably get some type of apology from me that's right today this episode But probably
2: not for the reasons you think. But yes, this well, well, first of all, this was a Sarah Snook episode to me. They gave her a lot of acting moments, like a lot. She had to do a lot of range in this episode, like Mm -hmm. a lot of range, the range that you don't often see from a character in a single episode, and I think she pulled it off. And so we'll talk about some of this this the shift moments. So then they cut to Waystar Studios. That's where we're at in L.A. Waystar Studios, and this is like. The this is like the um uh, like you remember on Power Rangers, I don't know. Are you old enough to remember Power Rangers?
0: Yes, nigga. I'm just not. I'm. I'm. It's not age. It's a do I remember all the iterations of Power Rangers and every the episode? first
2: Power Rangers when they had Bulk and Skull and they would always play that fucking music when they would show up. Like because they're dummies. This was this felt like yeah. Two oh, fucking, yeah. This felt like two fucking dummies the whole episode until the end. I'm watching this, and I'm just like, these two are the most <laughs> incompetent fucking people on this planet. I like, the most incompetent the people on this planet. I was living for
0: it until the launch. I was in here cracking. Every time he did something, I was, crack- I was like, okay, these are not real people. This is the funniest shit I've ever seen until <laughs> then.
2: This whole episode felt like a Curvy Enthusiasm sh- episode. Yeah, but it was like so were really cringe.
0: Like,
2: lawsuits. <laughs> Yeah, because it was so cringe. Like, I'm watching it. I'm just like, part of the show, I'm like looking through my fingers because I'm just like, oh, my God, this is so fucked up. Um, Those are the
0: parts where I'm cracking up. By the way, I've been watching Arrested Development, and I think rewatching from the beginning, and there's some controversy on the show I don't remember, so apologies if it's triggering. But this is another family business, and it's a completely different take on, like, like, Nepotism and intrigue and like C suite sh- shuffles and all that. And it's hilarious, I think, to what to juxtapose like the stakes of them being so low in the rest of development. And but I laugh equally at both. So anyway, um uh, just shout out to that show.
2: Yeah. So they, the Roman and Kendall come in and they're giving, they're basically giving the update on the negotiations to the C suite folks. So Jerry yeah, and, and the, Carl. He, yeah they're Good.
0: basically like this is their way of telling them this is a way of trying to inch out like they still want to take the deal but they can't take it on price they can't take it on oh he didn't want to negotiate because they have the price already so they're trying to like sow seeds of doubt um and it is like you said like uh shiv is on the outside looking in and she's able to call it out because she kn- she knows them well enough to like not like the other people might think they might be suspicious but they have no actual grounds to call them out but she's like i don't need evidence i know y'all like this is bullshit
2: they are so bad at this here's the thing <laughs> everyone at that table well not everyone at the table but shiv and carl absolutely smelled the bullshit right here at the first jerry i don't know if jerry did until later fully but Shiv and Carl absolutely knew the bullshit was here. And I actually wanted to play the scene. So basically, Roman and Ken made up some bullshit about Lucas not wanting, not being a fit for the company and blah, blah, blah. Well, the and thing then, that's
0: crazy is they're both telling the truth, both sides are telling the truth, and both sides are lying.
2: Yes. And so then the C-suite's like, well, you know, he did make us the deal, so let's make it happen. Yeah. And they all leave. Yeah, like, we Shiv's,
0: don't give a fuck. By the way, Jerry literally says one of the greatest lines. She says, His reputation is priced in, meaning, nigga, we don't give a fuck about the scandal. It's 192 yeah, yeah. a share. Quit playing with exactly.
2: me. Exactly. Uh, and so then the C suite leaves, and we get this scene with the kids and Shiv, which to me was the start of this whole episode because Shiv basically called them, like, she just basically read their bullshit.
1: Hi.
4: We, we, uh, Sorry, we didn't mention. We we were just we were hoping to keep things dry.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
5: Yeah.
4: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think vanity stopped us. Maybe we were proud of the deal from raising it earlier, so.
5: Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> sure. <laughs> what? I know you.
1: What? I fucking know you. What? What? Yeah, what? What?
5: What? Oh, fucking hell. Boys, you're not good at this. Hey,
0: Dad, Shiv spilled chocolate milk in the Range Rover. Yeah? You're trying to fuck the deal.
1: No. No? No. I'm not trying to fuck the deal. But you failed
0: to mention this very
5: fucking interesting incident, even as a bit of
0: gossip? Shiv. Yeah? No. No? I'm wrong. Go on, lie to me. Lie to my face.
4: We're not sure about the deal. Oh, uh-huh. thanks, face. excellent. S- what am I?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean,
4: no, great. Throw me under the fucking, great, nice. Shiv, I mean, the it was, it was plan was to tell you. We were, mm-hmm. honestly, we were protecting you.
5: Oh, thanks so much. Yeah, don't get mud on my confirmation dress. Thanks so fucking much. Well,
1: it did go nuts on the mountain, Shiv. He was talking shit about that. The plan
5: was-, was always, we were getting out yeah. clean, doing pierce. Buying Pierce together? What yeah. the fuck happened?
4: Shiv, maybe we can keep it. And Pierce. All of us.
5: Oh, man, you are fucking cocksuckers.
4: Shiv, we're.
1: I'm. Sorry. I mean, we're sorry. We are.
5: Mm hmm.
4: We wouldn't addict you over. Yeah. We wanted to keep you clean. Should be like.
2: Can we do the huggy thing? sure yeah yeah they're so awkward what is that the huggy
0: thing definitely i love though first of all i love the dry space that they leave like there's no you know that music coming in is more meaningful because they just leave like the space in the room of them talking um Mm -hmm. secondly yeah the huggy thing was awkward but i mean it the the huggy thing was awkward but it also was the timing wise like if you know shiv you know she's still mad so like he didn't give, give her a half a second to really like be mad and you could tell when they hug her she gives that face that like she's probably been making it all her life um the other thing i wanted to say it two things one is cho- spilling chocolate milk in a Range Rover is crazy like just the, having kids in a Range Rover, i just never thought about anything like this i think that's a hilarious line um and the last thing i want to say is what's crazy is you know roman's the one who wanted to always keep her in and make sure she didn't get you know, didn't feel this way, and then he's the one holding the line, and so it was good to remember that this Kendall effed him first because Kendall was the one who was like, "Oh yeah, you're right, we shouldn't have did this," and Kendall's the mastermind of it all.
2: What was that line about? You got mud on my confirmation dress. What is the confirmation dress? I thought you um, might I know. Think,
0: yeah, it's like you know, confirmation. If you are Catholic, it's like you go through catechism you take you study the bible study history or whatever at the Catholic church and then confirmation is like your like almost like your bat mitzvah like your transition into like being christian or being a woman or something of that nature and so it's like you would have a white nice dress that day like that you would not like mud on a confirmation dress would be like would ruin the whole occasion it's also symbolic
2: okay gotcha i thought it was something like that but i wasn't sure so then we see Shiv leaving and her assistant's like, I got this room for you. And she goes to the room and she just starts I crying. I thought she
0: was calling Matt. Yeah, I thought she was calling Mattson. I thought it was some top secret,
2: like, like business intrigue. Nope. She, like you said, she's crying. And so then the nasty brothers uh, roll in. Disgusting they think brothers. Disgusting brothers. How, you and for, they how think, can you ever
0: forget that? <laughs>
2: I'm going to start calling them the nasty boys. Like in No,
0: because... Well, yeah, you can. Just not nasty brothers there. Disgusting brothers. That's the only way to say it.
2: And they think it's an empty room, and they see Shiv there, so Greg dips. And Tom is just like, hey, girl, hey, dog, you all right? And she tries to play it off, but she can't really hold it, and she basically tells her that her assistant schedules this room for her, because she had not really had a, been able to deal with all the shit going on with her dad, and this and that, and so... She gets this room where she can just be to herself, and Tom is like, "So you're scheduling your grief," which is a unbelievable line, uh, but absolutely like, description you. Get here. of what happened. Mm-hmm. And basically, Tom consoles Shiv, and she accepts it, and they have a moment, and they basically like make out and stuff. And I'm like,
0: I don't, I don't, I think they did okay. it in that whole
2: conference room. Oh, really?
0: It was giving. This is blocked off for the next 20
2: minutes. Let's do this. And so I was like, "This was this was touching for Shiv and Tom. Look at look at that." Uh, and we get more we get more of that in a more weird way. But the the Shiv mm-hmm. and Tom relationship this episode was, it was might have been the most honest, like wholesome, while at the same time completely awkward and weird thing I've ever seen in television. I mean, this show. I'm sorry. But it was, I mean, it was definitely, they finally talked about it in their own way. Yeah. So the next thing we see is uh, Ken and Roman are going over to where they're doing their product launch, like the stage. And, um, you know, this is the first first moment. They're talking to each other about ideas of like how they're going to block Matson, how they can stop him. And Roman just mentions out the blue. Yeah, I heard he doesn't have much juice past 192. And then he basically, they talked for a little bit longer. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to talk to Joy, who's like the head of Waystar Films. Like, I'm going to talk to Joy about Calypsotron and trying to get this shit up and popping or whatever. So Ken's like, all right, go, go kill that shit. Right. So then Roman.
0: Wait, <laughs> Roman, this, was this not the house moment?
2: No, that's later. Uh, so then, Roman Roman goes off to meet Joy. It looks like he's riding through a set, and they meet at this restaurant.
0: Somebody spotted the front. What they think of Abbey Elementary in the background, in terms of like sets and lots, and I was like, "If that was a cro- that's the wildest crossover you've ever heard of in your life." <laughs> I didn't know
2: that. That's interesting.
0: Yeah, it's like where he's on the cart. Um, actually, since um, can I? Yes. Okay, can I um, can I tell? Can I start on this scene because uh, this was my favorite scene. Yeah, good. This is my favorite scene. Did you? Okay, first of all, did you did you not love it a little bit? Who Roman? Yeah. No, he was a complete <laughs> moron here. <laughs> he's just like i love i played this twice because i was in the room screaming i was like yes do it okay so here's what happened so he goes in with this exec and she's literally in her own world and we don't know what kind of leader logan was but he like the way that sid was running things and the way that we kind of saw him with um what's her name god i forgot her name already what's her assistant assistant advisor friend carrie the way that he would like make a suggestion and back off like he was only very direct with certain people i feel like and so she just seems like she's in her own liberal island making movies and so as we remember from the episode prior Clipsitron is actually like a functional issue where if they continue to be in charge of this company they need to get this budget together and like they have this big thing they're managing with the film division they need to get this figured out so he mm-hmm. goes armed with the idea of, like, I'm just going to tell her she can have more money, but I need to understand how to get Calypsitron up to, like, fix. What's this, what's some high-level solution? We'll go from there. So that's all he
2: Well, he to wants say. to know. Well, no. The first thing he says to her is who's getting fired for Calypsitron.
0: That's what I'm saying. That was, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Just, like, just the idea of... He wants to he he just wants to solve the problem. He wants to be able to go back and say this is who we're firing and this is who we're promoting or this is what the issue was we fixed it and I gave her two million dollars or whatever ten million or $10 billion. So, mm-hmm. but she's he starts with that right. So this is by the way new CEO co CEO. This the deal is not done. So as far as you know, this is your co CEO. They're not in the M and A phase. Nothing. It's not done. She sits on him for the first time, knowing this co CEO. He tells her, this is my concern. This is what I want to know. Who, Like you said, who we're going to fire. And she goes, can we put that on the back burner? First mistake. Whether you, whatever you think or not, that's still your boss coming to you and having a meeting and you're disregarding him. Second mistake is she starts saying that like, well, we have a lot of democratic institutions, you know, basically saying like, you know, the LA Democrats. Oh yeah, hold like,
2: on. I got that scene. I okay, wanted to play ahead. it. Yeah, I got the scene. Here we go.
5: Well, Absolutely. I mean, there is one thing that we have been concerned about. Okay. Get me. Uh, I'm
1: ready. Let's well, do it.
5: The right word lean from ATN. Lots of people are concerned about democratic institutions. Yeah. hmm Yeah. Well, got it.
1: Well, you want me to say more things?
5: We're getting a lot of questions about ATN's favorable coverage on Mencken.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: I mean, isn't there something you can do to signal mm-hmm, a distance? Yeah, yeah. Look,
1: Mencken's IP, just like anything, yeah. I don't like him. You don't like him. What are we going to do?
5: But it's all in terms of talent. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the company, we have values here in this creative community. And I know.
1: I get it. And I, and I love the values. I mean, it's an incredibly evolved, ruthlessly segregated city you built on this geological fault here. Let's get <laughs> real. Look, we're trying. I just I sort of feel like, yeah, I feel like not really listening to me i'm saying i'm gonna just dump a ton of money on you and all we want is to get the hit pump pumping you understand right balance between streaming and theatrical franchise creation
0: again this is not a crazy like this is not a crazy like nepotist like this he doesn't know what he's doing kind of thing maybe the way he's going about it is like completely out off brand but he literally is saying what no what other studios not thinking let's get the franchise let's let's find the obscure comic we can bring that has the third comics people who haven't done it yet like let's get the rock in here like that's what he's saying and she's the person who would take that on and be like got you and the thing about this is tell him yes whether you do it or not Why are you like, don't neg the new co-CEO who clearly has a chip on his shoulder and all those things like that. Just, just the way she read this was completely wrong. So then here comes my favorite part.
2: But here's what you're, I disagree in a way. What, I mean, I agree with you on that part, but one, she doesn't respect him. So there's that. And then two, more importantly, what she's saying to Roman is the reason why our film division is in the position where it is, is because the top talent in Hollywood don't want to work with us because they think we support Nazis and they don't want to be a part of our brand. So she said it. She said there's democratic institutions. And then she said, no, Roman, it's a talent thing. Essentially what she's saying is we can't get the actors and actresses that we need to put on these movies and TV shows that are going to make money because we're only associated as the people that's buddy buddy with the nazi that's what she was saying to him and he just completely just blew her off so if his whole goal was to come there and figure out how to get films up and running you would at least think he would like listen to what she's trying to tell him but he just blow it off because right, he had like she, respect me but energy. i don't
0: know i don't know that that i think that it's just a difference of opinion cuz i i i hear what you're saying But I think that, like, what her lack of respect for him should not, like, come through. You know what I'm saying? Like, if she's really this executive leader savvy, she's dealt with way worse types. You know what I'm saying? So it's, like, or or as worse types or, like, sexual predator, you know, casting couch types, right, In, in this world. So for her to, like be so mad at this guy is kind of to me stupid because he is actually like who you report into whether you like it or not and then the other idea the, the crazy thing is like ATN is there to stay more than her division is at the end of the day you know what i'm saying like there like there's a i think that if if they had to pick a asset to spin off like parts to chop up or whatever I don't think she would have the job security she thinks she does so while what she said and I'm just making this up in this world right but what she's saying is not whether she's trying to be coy about it Roman's coming in very clearly he's like what do you he's basically saying what do you need and she's giving it to him politically which is fine but it's not clear right so I didn't pick up on that fully what you're saying I get what you're saying now but it's like what can we do about, like, that doesn't even, what can I do about that? I can only give you money. Here's the money. You know, well, like, okay, what do we do He's the CEO.
2: The he can make sure that ATN doesn't go too far to the right. Like, CNN oh, made sure, declare, but I
0: think it's already there, right? It's like, it's like saying, yeah, but, like, 20th Century Fox and Fox News, like, you just have to do what you can do to separate the brands, but I, I'm not saying they're the same people. I'm not saying that. Obviously, no, no, I'm, I'm saying, saying, but like, you can
2: always pivot. Like, for example, like, CNN recently made a conscious decision to move to the right. Right, so like they weren't, they no, they moved to the right. They, CNN? they, oh yeah, yeah. CNN moved way to the right recently, way like they're doing a town hall for Trump, oh, like watching. in two weeks. Yes, but CNN didn't used to be like that. Like it wasn't like this super yeah. liberal left wing thing, but it wasn't a right wing Fox News allegory. But now they've tried to move to the right because the new person in charge thinks that's where the money is because Fox news has the most viewers or whatever. Right. So like they made a conscious decision to change their programming, their lineup, how they cover Mm -hmm. things to attract the audience of the right. And so as CEO, you can make that decision. And Shiv kind of mentioned that last episode when she was like, Hey dog, Sid has a direct line to fucking make it like, what are you doing? Like, what are we doing at ATN? Like, what are we doing? We're not even having the illusion of objectivity. Like, right. what are we doing I mean, here? I mean,
0: get, I get that. I don't think, I think that he could do that. But I think that in order of priority, it would be what the new CEO yeah, comes I and agree. sits down and tells you. She should have addressed that. She had to get her stuff in. But like it wasn't her meeting the call kind of thing, and then he asked her a direct question, which is, "What are we gonna do about this thing that is actively bleeding money? Like all that other stuff? Sure, but what are we gonna do?" And she pushed it to the side, so she didn't have her shit together to be like, "Yep, you're right." She goes, "Oh, it's too complicated." She doesn't want to read him into her world. She's gonna put that off, but she wants him to give her an answer on the profitable part of the business, like that. Like it just what she just came at it wrong, so. Even if um, he missed something, which he definitely did, and even though he overreacted, which he definitely did, I do love the follow through. And well, <laughs> I'm just like, the from that moment, I was like, fucking do it. Go for it. Who gives a fuck? Like, not who gives a fuck in real life, but, like, she definitely, the next part she says after wherever you pause it is what yes, is where I was like. It's the best part. Like, off with her head.
5: Off with her head. It's Go the ahead. best
2: line in the show.
5: It's not. International marketing. Yeah. Yeah. You can trust me. Got it. Very exciting. Mm-hmm. All right. You know,
1: Joy, I um, I get it. I, you're thinking, the fuck does this guy know about anything? He's not his dad. He can't do it. Roman's track record is bullshit. You know,
5: I'm sure you are where you are for a very good reason. That's <laughs> the best fucking lie on the show.
2: She looks at him dead straight in his eye, like dog. You have no fucking business being in charge of me right now. He
0: offended me with that one; that was offensive.
2: <laughs> and Roman Look, just fucked is
0: him. she wrong? No, she's not wrong, right? But the thing is, it don't matter. He's there. If he was, if he was tagging along with his dad, and his dad went to the bathroom and he tried to talk shit, that's when you do it. But baby, the paperwork is signed, like. I just think that was like a bad read. So it's from this moment on, please play it because th- this is when like you could feel the side, like the f- ground move from beneath her feet, and she realized that she did it. She she went too far. She wasn't whatever enough. Please play the next part.
1: I could just fire you. So
0: laughs, <laughs>, laughs at him.
1: That's a funny joke. I could look. I, I think- I'm not saying I am. I'm just saying I could. Although maybe I should. Oh no. Oh no, I said it and now I feel like I gotta commit. Our temp pole is bullshit and out of control and you're not gonna fix it, so I'm calling it. I'm sorry, we're done. Uh, yeah, we're, you... we're, this is, yeah, I am. What I mean to say is the, uh, the the company wishes to terminate your employment. HR will be in touch to start the termination process. We wish you the best of luck on all your future endeavors.
2: They took that from WWE, by the way. That's the Vince McMahon line. Anytime he fires a wrestler, they put out a press release and they say, WWE wishes such and such their best in their future endeavors. Exactly like that.
0: I love which that. It's fantastic. Mean, so, overall, you know, obviously I'm Roman Hive. It is what it is, but I'm a Roman Rager. But the thing that I loved about that is he's right. Once you put it out there, you got to fucking do it. So even if he overreacts, unfortunately, you just got it. Like, and I think I just, I just appreciate that because I over I think stuff through so much that it's like, I love that he said, oh, I said it now, I just got to deal with the consequences. Boo-boo, even though there's going to be no consequences. But the other part too is like, so later on, Jerry's going to be mad. Like, oh, she has all these relationships, whatever. But here's the thing. When the, when you, when she wants to go to lawsuit. It's not about she laughed or she whatever. It's about she's mismanaging this project, bleeding out 215 million. She didn't have a plan. That's it. So the problem is that she did all of that. But like objectively, he's right. You're not going to fix it. That's what you're telling me. You're putting it back on me instead of having any accountability for where we're at right now. You're telling me it's complicated as if you can't control it. It's a wrap. So he's like in a weird, messed up way. There's a ju- there's a way to justify this decision he made even though the decision was like a very ha- moment yeah but even moment he
2: doesn't day. believe his decision because when he's talking to Jerry he's already backtracking because he knew it was stupid he's he knew already it was
0: stupid but I think he also like he did it because he he also had to do it like because to be real with you like for her to be in his face like that I don't what else does he have to use against her so. He kind of like she kind of put him in this position, in my opinion. Now, do I think that people get fired like that right at the table? Not always. But do I think that conversations like that get people put on a a kill list? A hundred percent. So whether she wants to admit it or not, she did that to herself.
2: No, I agree with that. I'm saying I'm not looking at it from her perspective. I looked at this entire episode from Roman and Kendall's perspective, Mm -hmm. and they are out of control. Oh, roman yeah. roman oh, he is was like just
0: rolling down
2: the hill dying for like uh, respect and attention mm-hmm. from people that he hasn't earned and he's mad and he knows the thing about it is he knows he hasn't earned that respect and that's what pisses him off the most is that no one respects him and he knows there's really nothing he can do about it except mm-hmm. try to act like his dad what he thinks well, his dad is, what, do. what does earn me Well, here's the thing, like, okay, for for whatever you want to say about Logan Roy, what we know about Logan Roy in this show is that Logan Roy grew up ultra poor in fucking Scotland and went to school, became a newsman, and then worked his way up, started this company and then built this media company. And apparently, from what we understand, it started as like some small-time newspaper that he built into like this conglomerate, right? And so, despite, that doesn't mean he always made the right business decision, Mm -hmm. but from the perspective of people, you had this poor fucking immigrant coming to this country and start from essentially nothing and build into this conglomerate. And so everyone respects him. So even if he's making decisions that they don't think that he's making, he's positioned himself as this strong man who has made a lot of the right decisions. So even if he doesn't make all the right decisions, he's a strong man personality that we fear. And we fear because he's mo- he always wins. The kids grew up with a silver spoon and not a silver spoon like some kids where they grew up with a silver spoon, but they then, you know, they're super successful. They're smart because they get the best schools and the best training and best everything. So even though they grew up privileged, they took advantage of that privilege and they became competent. This is like, I grew up with a silver spoon. I bullshitted my way through everything and got handed everything. And I've been terrible. He even admits it roman's track record is bullshit like he says that to her because he because he knows that's true he's projecting what's true mm-hmm. and so they are in this position in charge where no one not a single person there believes that they should be in charge mm-hmm. but they kind of just kind of had to do it because they think because the c-suite thinks if okay one step back if the C Suite thought that they weren't selling the mansion, there's a zero percent chance Roman and Ken would be in charge. They're only in charge because they thought it would be the best way to get this, the smoothest possible sale to get out of here, to get up out of this position. If they, if any of them thought that we are putting these people in charge to be in charge for good, none they would, no one would have voted for them, right? And so, but Ken and Roman are position are now in this position where they're like, fuck the sale. We want to be in charge for good. And so now that they're acting like that, they see that no one there respects them. My favorite my favorite part of the show is later, and I'll let you go. My favorite part of the show, my favorite part of this season mm-hmm. was the conversation between Carl and Kendall in that fucking hallway, because that was like mm-hmm. the perfect capsule of how everyone there thinks of them. Uh, and so yeah mm-hmm. but I get I see what you're saying from her perspective you're 1000% right I just never looked at it from her perspective I was always looking at it from Kendall's I mean from Romans
0: I mean again like is that the way that you want anyone to de- handle business absolutely not did I enjoy watching that and like yes. a, like wish fulfillment weird thing weirdly yes right Um, and then also you know you're thinking about like the idea of being let let go and how much how that feels and how she started to like go back like real backwards herself like yeah yep. from her perspective i totally get it but um yeah i mean i think he was on one and i thought it was f- so funny so anyway um that's that scene and he is like so when he sees roman and, i mean when he sees kendall and kendall goes okay so how to go he goes joyous or whatever he's <laughs> yeah
2: but he says i'll, I'll brief Rome you on it then. later and this yeah, is but, like, to...
0: the fact that he he makes it like, oh, it's fine. I'll just tell you later.
2: Hilarious. This is where we get the scene you were talking about. So Kendall comes out, mm-hmm. and this, he's talking now, to, like, more mad. He's talk... <laughs> they're so terrible. He's talking to these people that's getting the product launch. So just so y'all know, who, who didn't watch the show and just listened to the episode, I'm sure some of y'all, what they're doing is essentially like an iPhone product launch, right? So imagine, like, Steve Jobs or Tim Cook like getting up on stage and bringing all the people out to talk to, to introduce like this new product. Right. Um, And so they're getting that prepared and can, you know, they're going over their speech and everything. And Kendall walks on stage and out of the blue, he's like, Hey, I got an idea. What if we put a living plus house right here on stage? And, and so I'm like, Oh, that's not a bad. Originally when I first heard that, I'm like, oh, that's not a bad idea, Kendall. That's like kind of cool,
0: right? Like and people then doing the- plays all the time. Do a house front, put a sign on the front, boom. And, <laughs> and then the guy goes,
2: and then the guy goes, you know, the shit is tomorrow. I'm like, what the fuck? What are you talking about? And then he's like, I want, you know, I want ATN playing on the wall and a TV hung on the wall, and I want clouds over top. And then he, are just looking at, and the woman who's talking to immediately puts it on someone else because she knows it's bullshit. So she goes, "Uh, hey Denny, what, what do you think about that?" And, and, and Denny's like, "Uh, everyone should be saying no, but like no one wants to say no." And and then Kenny even goes, "Hey, I got a game. I got a new rule here. No one says no to Kendall." And
0: I'm like, this is such a terrible I say, idea. Lawsuit. My funny the funny thing is this is the same man as we will be defined by what we did on the day our dad died. And the next week he's like, Yeah, nigga, um, y'all can't say no to me. Do whatever the fuck I say. And also you're fired. Like what <laughs> like that's the i just saw the documentary in that moment i saw it for me i saw the hulu i saw the 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 black the gray backdrop and i saw the person in this in the director's chair talking about how kendall did them i see it
2: so the running gag in this i mean not the running gag but the one thing i've noticed consistently through this episode is kendall is acting like an addict Right, like, right so like this whole thing is like his high And he's literally acting like an addict. Like, he's going... He's on a high. Like, the way he's reacting to things. Like, the scene where he was talking... And a little bit... We're not there yet. But the scene where he was talking to... When Roman finally told him what he did, he's like, oh, yeah, dude. oh Yeah, yeah, you did that shit. Like, he was, like, getting so hyped over this shit. Like, he's fucking on drugs. But he's not on drugs. But he's, like, replaced drugs with this. So, then we get the investment mixer. And this was such a weird scene. But a touching scene, in a way. Tom and Shiv connect, and Shiv is doing the thing where she's like, "Oh, oh Tom, you're you're scouting all the blondes who you want to fuck, right?" And Tom was just Mm-mm-mm. like, "No, that's not that's not what I do." And then she was, like, he was like, "You know what? I'm sorry, I'm sorry for fucking you up." And Shiv and Shiv makes Shiv did this at least five times this episode. I noticed she'll look away and she'll make her real expression, like how she really feels about the situation. And then she'll turn and look at the person, whether it's her brothers or whether it's Tom and then make mm-hmm. the fake expression, like the, what she's trying to portray. Mm-hmm, right. Right.
0: I mean, and and that's like, okay, to some extent and to, but to another extent, it's like, bring the therapist, bring a therapist in the, for that 20 minutes that you cry, like just get something to like live and be your actual self. Because um, I think it's taken this long to just reveal how, she's damaged in the same way roman is like kendall kendall's translation was the drugs and like just the overall sullenness and the manslaughter and roman's manifestation is like how he talks to people and the kinks and the mommy issues and like for her it always seemed like she had it together or whatever but obviously it's like the wanting to be the dad thing you talked about before it's the like running with the boys in a way that um when like maybe the healthiest thing for her is not to do that. And then it's also the obviously like the rec- the refusing re- affection and love. Um, So she finally says her real feelings a little bit later, which I appreciate it. But like for us, for them to be at the party and this bitch go, do you want to play Bitey?
2: Well, yeah. What? So yeah, before that, <laughs> before that she, so she basically when Tom says that, she basically looks like thank you for saying that. And then she turns around and was like huh You didn't really fuck with me. I was fucked up long before I met you. And then she talks about like her previous boyfriend or something like that, like how he fucked her up. And then she was like, But, but Tom, I really fucked you up. Like I really, I really twisted your heart in circles. And Tom was like, Yeah, you did. But also, he said something about Mary. And this was really weird. Was Tom fucking black women? Did you miss that part of the scene? Say it
0: again.
2: Was he, was he fucking black women? Let me pull it up. Listen to this.
5: Okay, what?
2: <laughs> I guess. Mary?
5: Mary? Tom, please. I did a number on you. Mary? You didn't have, you didn't have a taste of the dark meat before you met me. Do you,
2: so you see that? No,
0: no, 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 no. I think that she, You see? How, what? How, what is, but before you met me, she's not... I think what she's saying is like, she's the baddest he's been with like she's the heartbreaker she's the toxic one i think i think dark meat was like a toxic reference which i didn't love so i was like find another reference like that was what i reacted to i do not think tom has been with black women um there's another timeline where tom's with a black woman and he's happy and they live in you know michigan but no
2: so yeah this shiv asks (laughs) do you want to play bitey and she explains to him what bitey is, he's like, which he's is essentially, like,
0: We never played that before. No, bitch. We never bit each other to see who hurts first in our marriage.
2: And she lost. And she says, wow, but Tom, this is the, this the first time you ever made me feel something.
0: Hate that. Love that Tom actually bit her, though. And was like, fuck it fuck it i'm a biter. she want to be big i'm a biter i'm not gonna keep holding back you know and then she's that really hurt i guess he's used to that but i was like shiv like it's just a better way to express yourself you know like and maybe i'm triggered because i'm a nigger to men like i usually neg men i'm like oh whatever and then i later i'm like oh i I guess i did make fun of him the whole time i didn't mean to do that but um this is just a little bit different so i guess so, so after that the next time we see them, they're, they've are they just had sex. Like, So clearly, yeah. a, lo- a lot of that was foreplay to both of them. And that is what, what we already know that for Shiv, like the negative leads to that. And Tom is just, I think, excited to be around her. But now it's like twice in a day or whatever, twice in a couple of days. So the next, I want to just, I know we're going to order, but there's, I want to talk about this and the next time we see them together back to back. But this got me happy because they're in the room, they start talking um they're still romantic a little bit and he says i think i'm missing something in between but he says something like uh i want this i think i want this back which is such a funny way to say i think like how he says maybe i could make love to you he clearly wants to be with her but the way he says it is i think i might want this back and she says finally well you shouldn't have betrayed me and it's such a tom way of sitting down He sits on the bed are you gonna play it
2: yeah i have that scene Okay. Uh, Yeah, he
0: basically, like, I I just love how he starts with, like, if I'm going to tell the truth, if I tell the truth, and I just, like, you could tell he was, like, summing all his courage to just be like, look, this is what it is. So I really like how he laid it out.
2: I thought I had it.
0: He basically says, like, you know, as you said this a billion times, he comes from the Midwest, you know, mid figures, he is and, oh, here like, it is. I got into it. the upper echelon and that's what he admits
4: it's that when i met you all my life i've been thinking a little bit about money and how to get money and how to keep money
3: and you didn't ask me in
4: shiv you kept me out and I always agreed to all the compartments, but it seemed to me that I was gonna be caught between you and your dad. And I really, really, really love my career and my money. And, you know, the suits and my watches and oh, oh. Yeah. Sure, I know. I like nice things, I do. And if you think that's shallow, why don't you throw out all your stuff for love? throw out your necklaces and your jewels for a dated a three-star Italian?
3: Yeah? Come and live with me in a trailer park. Yeah? Are you coming?
5: Wow. I'd follow you anywhere for love.
2: Was that them getting back together Is that what that was I actually do think so
0: But there's something about the dynamic still doesn't sit Great with me Because Because she laughs and he laughs but then he looks at her like are you laughing like what like he's still slightly confused so i feel like there's still going to be a little bit of like a disparity but um maybe maybe she he spoke her language in that time in that moment in a way where like she was like can't argue with that like what do you think she went through emotionally to well, be able right to before that, be present
2: right before that she confides with him right about madison right she goes like, I don't know what to do. I'm like, I'm caught in between Madsen and Ken and Roman, and I'm not sure which side to take. Mm-hmm. And Tom plays it like, oh, you got a thing for you got a thing for the sweet, or whatever. And so she's like, no, I'm not trying to fuck him. But and Tom's like, no, but you're trying to keep all your options open. I see what you're doing, and that's a dangerous game. And I think her getting that honesty from him kind of broke down, like on both sides, her. Mm-hmm. Her feeling like Tom is the person I can confide with about this and then Tom giving her complete honest feedback about what she confided with him with confided in him with kind of broke down some of the walls that they had up and so they were able Mm -hmm. to go into that scene that we listened to where they basically told each other the truth for the first time since who knows when they told each other the truth right and they kind of reconnected in a way. I think that I think that I think that Shiv does care for Tom um but it's in a way that can be toxic in some ways right like I think that she she likes the idea of having power and in that relationship she has power but I don't think that she I think that she also gets off when Tom stands up for himself in a way as long as it doesn't fuck her Right so like mm-hmm. the one time Tom finally stood up for himself was when he betrayed her right but if right. you notice like biting her telling her the truth here like anytime even before anytime he would like stand up for himself it would almost like turn her on right like she would get excited and so i think that she likes the idea of being dominant but she wants pushback. Like she wants, she doesn't want to walk over someone. It's almost like a, it's almost like a game or like a competition. Like I want to be like, if I'm playing one-on-one in basketball, right. I don't want to play against a dude at five foot three and can't jump. Right. Cause that's not a, I'm six, almost, almost six, two. That's not a competition for me. That's easy. That's not fun. Right. I want, I, I play sports for competition. I want to have to try in order to succeed. And I think Shiv, Likes this version of Tom, the Tom that's like partners in crime. Because you remember the next scene, we'll jump in ahead a little bit. But the that's very next scene, about, yep. the very next Amazing. scene with them, she, they're in a room together, like tag team teaming Lucas. She's like getting on the call with Lucas, and Tom's right there with her. That like their made, partners. That's when they
0: get back together. That's the official reconnection. Whatever she wants to say, like that's her ally and one thing she knows about him he turned against her with logan but he'll i don't think he'll ever turn against her with roman and kendall so i think it's like in this in this thing where roman and kendall end up being like doing their own thing weirdly and without her she knows that she has a tom um and so you know i don't know that they're gonna have an all-out feud but it is good to have him on her side because he's seen things that she would never see as like a like somebody who people who wouldn't be honest around her, Tom has seen a little bit more of that honesty and can really, like, help her. Um, And in general, I think he's, you know, he's gotten this far without her. Like, to some extent, he's done his maneuvering. Not even the Logan Baxter everything, just in general. Like, he, when she was doing whatever, he was clocking in and going to work, you know? So it's like he's still gotten a little bit more experience under his belt and can be super helpful. So that's when I was, like, I guess the kind of apology to her is, like, she did finally talk about it. And I think that I'm expecting her to be a way that she just isn't because she just, ha- she just ha- hasn't healed. Like, she doesn't have the skills. And I think it is definitely, like, anti-feminist to expect women to be more healed than men in the same situation. Um, Like, it's her prerogative. She wants to be fucked up in the head and in the heart. But I just think that, like, you know, the only difference is those other two are not married and they're not inflicting... That trauma on someone else but then again Tom's not an angel whatsoever like Tom went right and turned around and did the same thing to Greg right so there's no um there's no world in which like Tom is like the battered woman but I do wish that the person who even in their fucked up circle the person who does let her cry and holds her and understands that like humans do need a little bit of of, like touch you know a little bit of the huggy thing like I, I I just I hope that she appreciates that um, and I think we see that happening in a weird way, but just before it was disappointing to me. um, and again, maybe it's a big projection of like, you know, sometimes I'm like don't turn away the the one like kind person. and you know what? Maybe you're like, fuck that kind of person. So that's her prerogative. but yeah, yeah so but that she was still, my, that's my turnaround.
2: She still hasn't told him that she's pregnant, so and that, I
0: forget that's how quickly I forget, by the way,
2: so there's that part is still interesting to see the response there because if you remember tom wanted to have kids so like before everything went to shit tom kept that girl he kept asking her when we're gonna have kids i'm ready to try to have kids like that type of thing so it'll be interesting to see what happens with that uh so let's jump back she's the type to just
0: show up pregnant
2: ken is like to tom uh, like Hold on wait she's oh, yeah. the type
0: to be like oh um i'll be right back like she's gone for a week and then she comes back and she's showing like she's the type to just show she finds out by just literally looking at her belly and she's like what huh i just yeah. see that's what I well, see,
2: she's know. she's got it so this was the first episode that didn't wasn't just one day right this is mm-hmm. clearly multiple days so um it would mm-hmm, be interesting gotcha. to see where we are in the timeline uh we go back to canon roman and with greg and they call Greg a pitch spot, which essentially they just have Greg there to hear their ideas and to give them feedback. But I don't think they want and actual, honest feedback. At they, all. They just want affirmative affirmative And affirmative then even feedback. with that,
0: like, the way that he affirms is like, this is not in the right direction. Like, it just did not feel great. Like, I'm not saying that Kendall doesn't work out, but like, ask him if it's dope. And he's like, it's kind of dope. I'm like, it's not, nothing about this is dope. What is going on here? Like, it just felt very, like, obviously, okay, wait, first of all, side note, obviously, they're in, like, a cone of silence and, like, a cone of ignorance that's going to hurt them in the long run. But I love that they're using Greg. Like, Greg somehow has become part of the quad squad. Like, (laughs) Greg, just by being there again, has rode his way forward into, A meeting with the co CEO, getting the information about the launch before anyone else in the company.
2: No, not that. He's getting the scoop on them trying to tank the deal, because Kendall's pitch, his idea, his his brilliant fucking idea is, what we're gonna do is mass, we're gonna mass revenue, we're gonna have mass money, so we're gonna basically shoot the stock price up so high that it's over one ninety two where Mm -hmm. madison can't afford it so his Mm -hmm. his brilliant idea to take the deal is we're just going to come up with something that's going to be so great that he can't afford us which is Mm -hmm. a ridiculous thing to say right like if you think about that in the context of like the business world no one's just like oh our stock price is 184 today i want it to be 199 what idea can I put out to make it one ninety nine? Like, that is such an absurd position mm-hmm. to take. But of course, Kendall takes that position, and he thinks Living well, Plus can do it. What,
0: who thinks that's not what uh, Steve Jobs did? How do you know?
2: That is not what Steve Jobs did. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> There's movies about this. Shit. He was an <laughs> asshole, but the idea was about creating a product. It wasn't like, no, I right, need to, right. I'm going to get this number. I mean, but, but it's
0: just so funny, because it's like, well, you know what? In this world with if it just feels like there's a lot of fluff I I don't know I guess I guess I'm saying that it's interesting how some parts of business we recognize is like okay that's like again the whole Fox News ATN of it all like the value of it is in the volume of, of subscribers and listeners sure but like is that like why is that so valuable why is that so much more valuable than like like or why is a certain actor more valuable for the people it might attract? Like, just those things are blowing my mind. So it's like if he wants to, if he wants to go ahead and try to like finagle and lie about the money in his own way, it's like other people have done that. We just valued it. Like going back to whatever was his name said about it. It's worth how much you'll pay for it, right? But the best line for me was him saying, mm, "We got to figure out a way to make this tech." And Greg goes. Uh. <laughs> The, um, the only issue I see on that one is that houses have been around for a while like basically Greg's like what the fuck are you saying but in the most like maybe I'm just dumb and I don't understand it kind of way and at first I was like how is he even going to figure this out by the end I was like cryo chambers like what are we doing like what are you promising these people so I love that it's I still don't understand exact like I understand what the product offering is but I still don't understand how we're talking about more forever like i i don't understand how we got there but i i don't want to understand i'm just here for the ride
2: i guess the idea is that when you have all these things at your feet because he talks about pharmaceuticals healthcare, entertainment all that stuff i think the idea is that like if you put these you know 55 plus community people there that they'll live longer because they have everything that they need in these in like a complete solution whatever and so roman roman likes the idea and then Jerry comes and grabs him, says, I need to talk to him. And then I got this scene as well.
0: So, what is this? What happened? She, wait, hold on. She goes, uh, Roman, I need oh. to talk to you. And he's so a cop. It's like, Jerry, I need, uh, like, he has a comeback. Then he was like, oh shit, wait. She's actually pulling me out of the room like I'm a kid. <laughs>
2: yeah.
5: She's not picking up. She's got outside counsel. Yeah. What the fuck? Well, I fired
0: her. So,
5: Roman, you absolutely cannot fire a studio executive without <gasps> speaking to legal and HR <gasps> and, and, uh, Having
1: someone else present in right,
2: case- Right, right. Except I can because I did. She's a million percent correct, by the way. I don't know if you've ever been fired, but I've been fired. And when I got fired, my boss was there with an HR person. Standard, you know because I've been, you you know I've been laid that. off.
0: But I've also been a part of lay- I've also laid people off for the company, which is crazy. Um, I say all that to say, like, yeah but people still get fired like at that level no but people get fired every day and then you go and you get the paperwork done later in a way so she's right at that level um but sometimes execs find out in the news shit don lemon don lemon found tucker carlson found out when we found out so
2: yeah but those aren't like the actual boss telling them they're fired like when they actually tell them there's like writing and shit you know (laughs) like Roman was doing this shit and she's right like this level type of shit like but what she's saying this is why I can't be on team Roman what she's actually saying to this nigga is like you have no idea like how to like what are you doing like you're gonna you're gonna blow this whole shit you cannot act like that as ceo like that type of shit even if you get away with this one that type of behavior will crumble this shit right and so is what she's trying to say uh so let's finish the scene
5: what precisely did you say because now we are open to litigation Mm
1: -hmm. and ridicule Mm -hmm. and now we have to think of how to frame an apology or or rice i didn't fire her okay i said that she was fired to her that's all
2: what
0: That's so crazy. He's saying he life. didn't start the process. Did he scare her? I mean, is it wrong? Absolutely before I say that, but he's saying I didn't start the process like I didn't actually go into people soft and try to cancel her. I just told her that. I get, I I fully I speak Roman so I understood it.
2: Yeah, I understood it. It's also an insane thing to say. I, I didn't fire her. I just said she was fired. <laughs>
5: That's great. What the fuck does that mean? It means she's
1: not going to be in the fucking street, OK? We'll kick her up to international. Or she walks and takes a fat fucking producer deal. You can work on the sweep up, OK? Chop, chop.
2: Joy has a lot of relationships. She
1: has a lot so of friends. I. And wow. you
2: are a weak monarch in a dangerous no. interregnum. No. And I think you need to reconsider. This is
1: something that dad would have done, and oh, you know well, it. Oh,
2: well, maybe. That's, the, it, that's it right there. This is something that dad would have done. You're not fucking Logan. You don't have that clout like clout in like gravitas and aura that shit may seem like it's made up but that shit is real like i don't know like i could just speak from an athletic perspective because i was you know i was a college athlete and i played before i got to college i played with like pro athletes in high school and like when you play when you're around someone that's like great or has like a presence like, that shit is fucking real. Like, you've been in the locker room with someone like a leader. Like, that leadership shit they talk about on TV, like, that, sh- that shit is, it, it, it is real, right? It's like, if you work at a job with a really good leader, or sometimes it doesn't have to be a really good leader, sometimes it's just like a strong man. And the thing about strong men are they're generally horrible people, but they absolutely have a level of charisma, right? So, like, the thing with Trump being an idiot moron, which he is, the one thing you cannot say is that Trump does not have charisma. Trump is not a wet rag. He's not Jed Bush, right? Like he has an aura to him. He has a charisma to him that is kind of bigger than him. Right. And so it kind of brings, it kind of brings some gravitas to what you say to it. Even so it doesn't mean you have to be good. I'm not saying that as a positive, it's not always a positive, but it is, it is prevalent in all people like that. Right. And so Logan, absolutely has that there's absolutely an aura to logan roy and a presence to him that commands respect or at least or fear yeah even if it's not even if it's not respect it's fear roman doesn't have that
0: but something about this is even unfair to even be debating because i think we've like established that they never got a chance to build a real legacy. Like there was very I mean, did they have a chance? Did they have all the opportunity in the world? Yes, but they also like didn't have a chance within like their dynamic to like, you know, he never really let them shine. So would they would not, they would not and the way they've lived their life, they would not be able to be known as The next slogan, right? So they already have impossibly big, like big, big, big shoes, big shoes, big, big, big shoes, whatever Kendall said later, right? But with that said, I think the problem here, the big, the big problem in comparison is like, I don't know if, I don't know if the fact that you stayed in the career that long is what makes you great or you, you were great because you stayed in the career. You know what I'm saying? I don't know like what what exactly it is but like the thing you mentioned about a trump or a a, you know logan is the longevity of it all like at some point they're just around and in the news enough that it does become bigger than life like you said i think that's accurate but it's like roman and kendall have i mean kendall might be medium than life you know but like they haven't had that chance so do, is he doing too much too soon potentially but that's because that bigger than life person was a person he learned from and was always like that so it would be hard if you don't like come up with someone to understand like the levels that they went through or like how he built those relationships because in your mind dad just had the relationships is how you were in business this is how we do it you know so i i but i but obviously is he running around with a chip on his shoulder firing people cuz they're disrespecting him yes is there is is there somebody with a book somewhere saying that's how you run a company probably yes is that the best way to do it now in this world absolutely not but we've we've been left reality in this show but that's not the best way to
2: do it in this world right because Mm, you gotta understand he's a new ceo right so like he just took over the company so the idea of like just taking over the company, like there's a thing where people say I'm cleaning house, right? Oh, I'm cleaning house. I'm starting. Mm-hmm. I'm starting fresh, right? That is a position in business, but generally, the people who had who do that, cl- I'm cleaning house, shit, have like some type of rep-, rep reputation, and secondly, they have a plan of you know I'm going to clean house and then I'm going to do X. Roman is clearly doing this with no plan. He has no idea. He probably has no idea who's going to replace Joy with. He has no idea the relationship she has. She has no idea the impact that that's going to have on on the studios. We're going to see in a second that he's going to fire Jerry. Because I guarantee you, he has no one who can replace Jerry. Right? Jerry knows all of the tricks of the trade of what this company has been through. Every mm-hmm. single skeleton in the closet. He didn't even consider. He did consider that, which we'll get to and five minutes later when he's talking to Kendall. When he's like, oh, fuck, what the fuck did I just do? He's just acting on impulse, and I don't respect that. I don't, because he's, I understand that he's going through grief, but this is partly grief, but it's also, like, this desire to, like, be respected. Mm-hmm. And my whole thing with these kids are, if they would have branched off and done the 100, and they would have been become successful, they would have been respected, right? Like, in a way, yeah. in that world... Like, in that world, even like even if they didn't have oh, anything to totally do with it... they can't
0: let go of the thing that makes it that... They're, they're in the cycle.
2: Yeah. They could have broken off. And Shiv appears to be the only one who wants to do that in a way. Like, she didn't want to do the 100. She was completely bullshitting with that. But I do think she still wants to do Pierce. Or she, at least she just wants to be in charge and of yeah, something. Yeah, I
0: don't think she really actually... I, In my honest opinion, I don't think she really wants to... I think her lane is behind the scenes whether she wants to admit it or not do I think she can go on and like do, am I saying she can't do press conferences that's not what I'm saying what I'm saying is that the way we've seen her when we've seen her be like oh shit is when she's been working people and manipulating them and yeah. doing some type of corporate espionage like that is where I see I mean and maybe I'll be an engineer to see it because we haven't seen her be CEO no that's what she's good at no you're right 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 but then I'm yeah. the saying and then Kendall as we see you know you get you bomb enough you get you don't get scared of bombing anymore you go out and you do great so Kendall has that lane Roman I think you know he really he really fucked up this this episode for me but in general I guess what I'm trying to say is like I think Shiv wants to do all that. It's kind of like me in the last couple of years, like starting projects, doing things and then be like, oh, actually, I don't want to do that. But shit, I told everybody in my life that I was going to do this and that's okay. Like, it's okay to kind of pivot. But the problem for them is that they're pivoting because they don't have any baseline. They don't have any good understanding of what they're good at. They haven't had good mentors, right? Like, so it, I, I agree with you. They should have did 100. But if they had done it with the energy they have right now, it would still have failed and they would have messed themselves up anyway. So I don't think any of them really want to do. Pay. I think Kendall wants to do it. And I, but I don't know. No, if, Kendall
2: wants to be in charge of 18 Waystar. He right, wants to follow right, in his of days, course. footsteps. Yeah,
0: he does. He does. But, do, but I wonder, my question is for how long, like it's so intense and so clear right now, but is this a 10 year thing? Is this a thing where he burns out and they kick him out because he's too intense? Is this a thing where he does fill Kendall's shoes? Like, I, I mean, Logan shoes, obviously, that's kind of what makes stories good because we don't know. But I guess he's the only one who does really want to do it. I just see, I just want them to decide that they have different futures, even if they choose this future that they know that like they could go do other shit, but they're not going to.
2: Well, I think he's Kendall not. wants to do it. And I think Kendall would like to do it for the rest of his life. The problem is he's not qualified nor good at it. Right, so like he, I think Kendall would want to be CEO for however long he wants to be CEO, he's just not good at it. Like, that's what this episode was to me was that like Roman and Kendall were basically cosplaying CEOs, it was just like this is what a CEO does. Now, at the end, Kendall I think did a great job, right? But for the most of this episode, they're just like cosplaying this idea of what you're supposed to do, yeah, without but, actually but then knowing. Again-
0: but then again, what's that's the first year of a job. Everybody had a first day. So it's like they're stepping into it, but I, don't, I I guess I'll say this. You don't step into that job humble. You don't step into that job like, excuse me, could you guys show me around and show me where the bathroom is? You step in like I know what I'm doing, and you go and you go in the room later and uh, or hyperventilate. But in the moment, you're like, nope, I fired her. Fuck her. That's it. Like, I, I just. Yeah, I kinda, but you're I guess, speaking
2: to someone who's competent. We're talking about incompetent people.
0: I don't know. That, I mean, like, I, I I, hear what you're saying, but I also feel like they're, they're I guess I will say one thing. You talked about CEOs stepping in and shaking up after whatever, but the reason why they shake up a lot of times is they're getting recommendations from other people. At this point in time, I do think Roman, wrong as he was, ha- and, and without plan as he did it, still has enough context to walk in and actually be like, Man, fuck you, fuck you. Like he's not do he's not like firing the custodians. He's not firing like he's not doing an Elon Musk. He's not firing the people who run the app, right? He's firing people who are pissing him off. Yes. But he's also like they might not have a there's no other Jerry. Jerry's one of the kind, but there's a legal person somewhere who will clean that shit up for him. Just like how Kendall found that assistant and she's grown with him. So anyway is Waystar able to have executives growing at this time? Is that going to tank it? Maybe. But I want you to finish this part because the last thing I want—I do want to talk about how Kendall responds to Roman telling him this.
5: No. no. And I think you need to reconsider. This is something
0: that Dad would have done. In oh, Noah. well,
5: maybe, but you're not your dad.
1: Okay. Okay. I mean, you're in a no, more complicated I'm position. What's left, Jerry? Here's the fucking thing. What? You hauling me out of things. Telling me to reconsider good calls and using the F word freely—it it feels, it feels disrespectful. Uh-huh. I need you to believe that I am as good as my All dad. Right. Can you do that? Can you do that?
5: Say it or believe it.
2: <laughs> I, I rewinded <laughs> that. Five times on Sunday. I swear to God, that five times. That is just perfect. Like, <laughs> I know that you are in the Roman high. I know. I know how you feel. And I respect that. But this entire episode was just people telling you, telling the audience, these people are incompetent. They are not serious people. Every person that Roman runs into in this show is just like, why should I respect you? Like I, eventually he has the power, so he can fire them or whatever. But they're but they're basically telling him there's nothing about you that I should respect at all. Like nothing. Like I don't respect. Okay, you fire me, whatever. I'd rather be fired by you than have to pretend to respect you because I don't respect you. Now they're mad because they want shit, but like no one respects this person.
0: I guess Kendall. I, say, like, I think
2: Kendall yeah. earned some respect at the end though. I think he did earn some respect. I mean,
0: Kendall has been, like, visible in this company. The thing is, like, whatever he you want to say, Roman is COO, like, was before his dad died. Kendall has been interim or whatever happened before when he was supposed to be crowned in the first season. So um, I guess I just would say, I guess I'm thinking about, like, the Gojo and him not respecting it. Like, I guess I would just say, like, some of these people are being very judgmental the way that we all would be like honestly I'm looking at this from the Roy's like I'm obviously every person like that's In real life I would be pissed off But in this world I just feel a little bit like They're not even giving them a chance And, and like at all right Because again That lady should have went in that meeting with the poker face If she's really an executive That she should have went in that meeting with Roman Like knowing what to do And, and showing him that he needs Like Letting him walk away and reflect on the fact that he was unprepared, right? Um, yeah, what if like you Gary. don't respect the person? But I mean, do we have it? Like, I think it, you know, there's that's a really interesting, I don't want to branch too far off, but like, how many times as a Black professional have you been encouraged to like never let people see you sweat, to be polite? You got to be better than other people. You got to be careful how you communicate. You can't be aggressive, right? Like if we can restrain ourselves like that, she could have went into the meeting with her bo- her new boss and just like smiled and been. But how many been times have you heard?
2: How many times have you heard black people, particularly black women, say, "I should be able to express how I feel. I have a right to be angry. If I don't want to do something, I should be able to say it. I want to express myself." Oh, like, absolutely,
0: what- absolutely. But there's no. I guess I'm just. In some ways, I'm old school, and maybe some of this is like, um no, I'm with like you, on,
2: right? But I just, I'm with you. But what she's saying is basically, I would rather tell you how I feel and get that off my chest because I don't respect you and think you're going to do anything about it and risk getting fired, than take shit in direction from a person who is completely incompetent. I totally hear saying.
0: that. I think what threw me off, and maybe I'm too literal, is like that was the first five minutes. So my thing is, give the nigga a week. Like, give him a week to, give him a chance <laughs> to fail you. You know what I'm saying? Give him something to do, let him not do it, and then you have disdain dripping from your voice. But you're, to sit yes. down with, yeah, that's what I'm saying, to sit down with anyone the first time is like, I would just be like, okay, just because I want to I read his body language. I'm not giving to, so all I'm saying is like, I am I expecting too much from her because she's a woman? Maybe. But in general, I just feel like the idea of competency to me is also being able to read the room and understand that the person you're with is insecure about their position, and like the best way to play him is not how she did it. Like, so if she really wanted to be savvy, you know, that's all I'm saying is like but we you're all speaking have, like, from.
2: But this is where I think you're missing the point. You're speaking from the position that they want to be savvy. I don't think they care about being savvy. Hey, you're
0: saying she didn't give a fuck. But the thing I'm was, you they don't away, respect this say, person. You're making a mistake. Then she get a lawyer immediately? She didn't. She. The problem is she didn't say all right, thanks. She was pressed. Like I think she she underestimated him.
2: Now did you ever? Were... Yeah. Oh good. Go Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off.
0: No, I just think I think you're right. Like there's a I think there's a there's a read of that scene where she's like fuck you, I don't even want to get to know you. This is already bullshit. You shouldn't be there. And I also think there's a read of the scene where she thought mm, this is a kid. He doesn't care. He's an ass, he's an asshole. Whatever. And then had like walked right into it by being rude. Like.
2: There's just it like, wasn't I the think- fuck you, like it was more so like I'm not about to take bullshit from you gotta remember, especially in this Jerry. Right, scene. but where was the bullshit? Jerry from Roman, maybe I
0: missed Jerry.
2: That. Jerry's the one who helped Roman. Roman went from management training. Remember this in season two? Mm-hmm. He was in management training, mm-hmm. and then he was C- COO. Mm-hmm. So everyone who was in management training knows this moron was in like low-level management training, and then he got out, and he was named COO.
0: But that nigga was close to COO before the management training. That's the part that messed me up. It's like, I actually respected him for going and like chilling and meeting what's-his-name, who pops up and everything, and like doing the cruise, doing the park stuff, like at least he got it a little, he got it 1% out the mud is all I'm trying to say. But my question but I'm is this like.
2: Jerry's the person who knows Roman the best. Oh, and so the he Jerry knows scene completely different. The
0: the Jerry seems completely
2: different. The scene with Joy, just so, so get it. Uh, so I, I agree with you in terms of if you wanted to be savvy and you wanted to keep your job. What I'm saying to you is, if you don't respect someone, you don't think that he has the balls to fire you, for lack of a better term. So she's, And so she wasn't being disrespectful. She just didn't respect him, if that made sense. I, I feel like I'm talking like Roman. Essentially, she was essentially saying like, okay, you're coming here telling me we need to fix movies with complete bullshit that has noth- that will not fix the movies. So I'm going to tell you what the actual issue is and why we're not putting out movies, why we have to make a movie about a, a hibernating bear because we can't get fucking stars, I'm inferring, mm-hmm. but that's what she essentially said. We can't get talent, and we know that Calypsotron is a movie about a hibernating bear, and so she's basically saying the reason why we have to make movies like this is because we can't get the fucking talent because no talent wants to work with us. And so, like Fox, 20th Century Fox was like separate from Fox News, right? right so, like course, yep. they kept it, they kept it separate on purpose mm-hmm. for that actual reason. If Fox News as existed today decided, oh, we're just gonna make movies. Do you think people in Hollywood would be lining up to go make movies for Fox News? No. They got other options. Denzel's right, not but... going there. <laughs> Meryl but... Street's not going there. They got other options.
0: I think that you I think that you read this show very, very well and you see see it in 3D. All, what I'm gonna say from my 1D perspective, my negative 1D perspective is this. That makes sense however this was an issue a month ago a week ago this was an issue with logan so for her ass to come into this meeting with demands as if like how does she approach it with logan in the sense of like this was a building issue so all i'm saying is if i have a chance to get what i want i'd rather manipulate the little the little piece of shit get what i need out of my department because clear again uh kendall Kendall and Roma don't have nothing to do with that movie being out of budget. Kendall and Roma don't have nothing to do with that. I don't want to hear like no oh talent whatever. It's $215 million a day or some shit they were saying right so all I'm saying is like you were doing all this when Logan was still alive so that's where I'm like uh, I don't know
2: but she respects Logan. That was my point. She would never say that to Logan right but she respected Logan
0: so much that she didn't do her job well like that's all I'm saying is if that was really something she cared about there was a way she has all these fucking relationships and this lawyer and she has Jerry's phone number. She should have did. She shouldn't have. All I'm all I'm saying is that there's something about it that threw me off and I'm probably missing context. Maybe she knows him way better than we thought, but I I don't know the situation outside of me sitting down across from Tucker Carlson, across from Ted Cruz, right across. Well, from they kind of didn't had-
2: know. You know what? They do know each other because if you remember, before he became CEO. He was overseeing movies and shit. If you remember earlier in the season, he mm. was like overseeing TVs and movies and shit. And I just went back and oh, watched this episode. It. When he walked up to Joy, they didn't just shake hands like this is our first time meeting. Oh, they okay. kissed each other. They kissed each other on the cheek True. like they knew okay, each other. Okay, there we go. Okay, there so it. I think they had yeah, a previous I guess relationship.
0: That's what threw me off because I'm like, there's only a handful of people. If I saw him on the street, I would spitting because i wouldn't spit on anybody but like i would cuss them <laughs> out and boo them, boo them out the restaurant right there's only two a couple people it is a tucker carlson it is a trump it ain't because i don't think he got so uh secret security no more so we're good and then there's like the you know the ted cruz of it all those people i would cuss out on site there's very few other people i wouldn't be like oh hello like i just am not built to just cuss people out for for thinking what i think about them but i know we spend a lot of time here no, i it's just fine. like yeah that's just how I felt about that scene But Jerry to wrap it up with Jerry Like yeah she, she Does have the ability to call him in I think the problem is he's like Well I feel like some flout Some flout Some some clout comes with being CEO To the point where like Change how you talk to me Talk to me nice And she doesn't have to do that And she shouldn't have gotten fired for not doing that But because she, she is the one He sexually harassed right But at the same time I did understand, in a way, him being like, I don't know how to express it. So all I can say is, please respect me. Like, I'm begging you to respect me because I want to try. But it's very hard when you're treating like a kid. I don't want to start off
2: like this. right? I do understand that part. I do understand that part. But, like, some of that is self-awareness, man. Like, I'm not going to go take a job as CEO. If I got offered CEO of my company, I wouldn't take it because I'm not Qualified to do that? At yeah, this you know point they, send in my career. You up, they send you. They send you something. <laughs> I'm not you know there's an oil spill coming. And so, yeah. but if I if I was, I would do it. But if I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not. Put, I'm not going to get there. And then. Get mad when everybody looks at me for exactly what I am.
0: <laughs> fair, fair, right? fair, I mean, I think in that moment though, obviously he doesn't feel good about firing Jerry. He knows that's wrong. He says it immediately. But I also think Yeah, I has, got that in, scene like, with Kendall. Yeah, li- and literally, like in his physical and his affect, like he shakes it off. He's a little bit more fidgety. When he walked away from Joy, that nigga said she said, This is a mistake. He said, Okay. And walks <laughs>
2: <laughs> he <laughs> was fucked I up agreed. walking away from Jerry. So here's the scene yeah, with him again
1: so um i just uh i think you should know um i think we should let Joy go
4: okay yeah.
2: yeah by the way i want you to listen to kendall's inflection this <laughs> dude is acting like an addict here like a this whole my, ass. go this ahead this is
0: my favorite interaction i loved this interaction i'm so sorry
4: I mean, right now it's kind of all about the moves. So that's, yeah, that's, that's, dude, that's baller for me. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Let's put an end to joy. Great. Death to joy. Jerry told me that that was a bad move and I should sort of
1: roll that back. So I, uh, I fired Jerry. Fuck off.
4: You fired Jerry?
1: Shiv's yeah. godmother,
0: Jerry? Yeah, but.
2: Like, how is that your allegory? <laughs> Shiv's godmother, Jerry?
0: What other Jerry? Not, C- not CLO, Chief Legal of Officer, Jerry. Like, the. I, who knew she was a godmother? The way... Oh, they that means that, a that Roman... But Roman's been wedding. harassing Shiv's godmother? Like, come on. Yes. Guys.
2: At her wedding. They talked about that.
0: But we may
1: need to roll back on that. I don't know. You may need to smooth wait, over. Wait, hold
0: on, wait. Logan was a sent Roman to fire Shiv's godmother. Like... Yes. Savage.
4: Fuck it, bro. Why not? Chopper in the end zone. I mean, look at you.
0: Favorite line of the episode.
4: (laughs) Who are you going to fire next? I mean, fire Frank, fire Carl, (laughs) fucking eat Greg and fire me, man. I don't know. It's big. It feels big. It feels maybe it's it's a bit big.
5: It's
1: not not too big. Dad goggles, right?
4: It's nothing. Yeah, nothing. Dynamic star duo shake up their senior leadership team. Grumble quote, grumble quote, caveat. Some are saying these two young Turks might just have what it takes to turn things around.
2: This is when I started shift. Go ahead. It's completely high at that moment. It was like he just took a hit of the pipe, right? Like this is this is
0: when I hit Notorious Ken, ready to die. This is when I became part of his tribe. I literally in this moment I started sliding over to Kendall, and I thought that was the best response ever. He did get mad. He wasn't like because all the thing. The crazy thing is all this can be fixed whether it's through a lawsuit, whether it's through a private apology, whether it's through a public apology at a different time. He's like, fuck it, bro. Like, we're here. Drop her in the end zone is like the most wrong and also right statement at that moment. He's like, who gives a fuck? We're, we're, let's do this. We're about to run this price up. He's in La La Land for sure. But he's just like, fuck it. Him saying... Que- you fucking fire, fire Carl, fire fire Frank, fire Carl. Fucking eat Greg and then fire me. <laughs> I I, I rerouted that because I love. First of all, why we eat Greg? Best eat like the rich. what a good edit. What an edit. um So but then yeah, we
2: so, see wow. Greg because we already talked about mm-hmm. the Thomas shift scene. Then we see Greg like being a boss, and Greg is talking to like wow. one of the editors, oh, hey, and they're trying. And he's trying to like edit Logan's voice. He wants Logan's voice to like say some other shit, like basically make a deep fake. And the guy's like, I, I don't know if I can do this. And Greg's like, Listen, I don't want to get in trouble. So do it, basically. Figure I it out. It. Yep.
0: Figure it out. He put, put out. Mason in his voice. But like, he put Mason's so voice and said, that. I don't want to get in trouble, which took away from it a little bit, but I hear him.
2: So then. Uh, and guess
0: what? God damn it. They found the footage, <laughs> they figured it out.
2: Yeah, didn't they did. They-
0: so he hold on
2: another greg is the
0: secret ceo thread he's the only one who got his secret thing done roman flank fucked it kendall can't get the clouds can't get the house greg got the
2: deep fake yeah he mentions that later he was like that's a fantastic editor uh but so then ken is talking to an accountant and he's basically wants the accountant to just make up numbers it's like he just wants them to make up shit like all right just say that it'll make this much essentially like make it happen. What if we do this? And what if we do this? That's
0: crazy. All this shit is made up because those are simply "quote unquote" projections, and projections are simply based on "quote unquote" data from the past. Okay, the data, not "quote unquote." But like literally, you're just putting a two x, three x on stuff. Like to some extent, this is normal business practice. To the to the occasion and the extent Kendall's pushing it, it is not. But my favorite part about this scene is Kendall being like, "But as long as you're comfortable with the numbers,
2: I want you to no, feel but good." But there's a it has to stand a key. Up. There's a big thing that you're missing, a huge thing. This is an investor meeting, right? You cannot legally lie to your investors when you're a publicly traded company. There's people, There are CEOs in prison right now for that exact thing that Kendall did, which is why Carl was so pissed. I mean, CFOs in prison right now for that exact thing that Kendall did, which is why he was so pissed because you cannot – you cannot manufacture numbers with no basis in order to drive up a stock price. That is like illegal. (laughs) Like you cannot do that. And so that's why Carl got so pissed. Cause the account, if you remember in this scene, the accountant goes, I need to talk to Carl about this because he knew, he knew what was happening. And then Carl runs up on him in the hallway, which we'll get to in a second. And Carl's like, dog, you cannot go out there and say this crazy shit that is going to come back on me. Because right, but I'm the one that's going to suffer the consequences. Exactly,
0: exactly. But here's the loophole. Again, it's projections. He cannot go back and doctor data and say they made more money than they made, but he can absolutely say we think this will launch at X price. We think this many. This is the volume of what we'll get. We think this many people, in, this many old people in Colorado, we can charge them five. Like they're just, so. In a weird way. This is not the same thing. Like, is he lying in spirit? Sure. But what I'm saying that I picked up on that I thought was interesting was he kept telling the accountant, make sure you feel good about it. Don't make anything up. So basically, he's like, I'm aware of SEC. So you don't put anything wrong on there, but also give me the projection I need to get to the price I need to get to. So something I think about he it ended too,
2: up, you... yeah, mm-hmm. I think he ended up giving a more reasonable number by the end because, yeah, when like
0: they... it, he literally was just like, he, he, Kendall was not saying who gives a fuck. Nobody would double check. Kendall was saying someone will double check. Make sure it can check out, but let's do this crazy thing.
2: Yeah. So then, uh, where am I? At? ultimately, uh, what
0: are they projecting? What the, the only statement they really make? Well, Logan really makes just hilarious because maybe you can't even sue that. But Logan says we think this will double, double whatever cruises that's all which crazy number could be made up could be based well he didn't bullshit. actually
2: say that though that was part of the deep fake
0: exactly so that's my point though is like Carl, all these numbers and all that is nonsense but they did it in a way that actually comes off as like like it's like a Elizabeth Holmes but if she literally already had a multi-million dollar company and then was like faking the new rollout like there's something weird about it but it also like I don't know. It soothes me seeing them lie. I don't know why.
2: So Ken comes out before, like, hours before the launch, and he wants to see the house. The house is bullshit. It's just not even close to being I done. mean,
0: they, yeah, surprised they couldn't build a house in the six hours that he gave them <laughs> at 11 p.m.
2: Then he says, I want to see the clouds, and they just have, like, smoke. And Ken just looks so defeated. He He's looks so, so and, sad. He looks so sad when he sees
0: this. He's like, I and, told you, I saw it in Berlin. They're like, we called them, but we couldn't figure it out.
2: And so, uh, hey, sorry, that
0: is the kind of shit that Ken does. Ken is like, one day I was in Milan, and I saw this shoe. Can you make that? Like, that's the type of shit he does. Like, no context, no whatever. He's just like, can you, can you actually find the guy? find the restaurant, find the number, thank you, figure it out, and then is disappointed when you don't read his mind. So that's when I was like, "Can't get the fuck out of here. But he redeems himself later.
2: So Madsen had told, we talked about it earlier, told Shiv to shut this down. So Shiv comes up on Roman and it was like, hey dog, this looks like a shit show. Which, to be fair, it absolutely looked like it was about to be a shit show with Kendall and this shit. And so she's like, look at this, look at this. He's like, who knows what the fuck he's going to say up there? he's got this crazy brain dead idea of this house and these clouds. It looks like shit. Like put a stop to this. And Roman's like, yeah, I kind of agree with you. Um, And so, okay.
0: Only thing I would critique her on here is that the way they did it is an old way and not a new three musketeers way. Have they already broken it up? Have they already fucked it up? Sure. But if you're really worried about him being manic, there's a different way to talk to him about it. Um, and they have in the past. So that's why it's like some part of that felt like she was whispering in his ear. Um, and kind of like, was she if she wanted to divide and conquer, she did that in a weird way. Um, but in a way that also bumped her down to definite third place at the same time. But I guess what I'm trying to say, or I guess like sec- tying for second. But the point is like, yeah, is she right? B- yes. But have they tried to make a pact to be on the same page? also yes and i felt like this was her kind of way of like when they hugged her she looked away she didn't really want to be hugged it just felt like a little bit of her carrying that forward instead of 100 percent concern
2: and she tells roman ken cracks under pressure which every time we've seen ken come under pressure he absolutely cracked in this show but he didn't this time which we'll get to um and he didn't so crack th- when he
0: pulled them pulled the cruiser stuff out on his daddy did he
2: he well, he didn't follow up on it. He he did that press conference, yeah. and then everything after that was complete downhill from yeah. there. Uh, so then, Ken's got a, a bomber jacket, a flight jacket that has CEO patch on it, which is so Kendall. It's how just how much do you think that sells
0: for on the HBO store.
2: I wonder if it's available. That should look kind of cool. Though, I'm not gonna lie. So, but how
0: much do you think it goes for? What do they start at? I'm thinking two fifty. what
2: Well, it depends. It might be a designer shit, knowing all the shit. You ever see the websites that talk about what actual Kendall be wearing? Like yeah, what he actually be wearing? It's yeah, absurd. Yeah,
0: that laced. Uh, my laced. On my hood, I look fly, I look
2: good. That's Kendall when
0: he gets dressed.
2: Yes. He said he got one for Roman. They want to be co-pilots. That's the idea. We're going to be co-pilots. Mm-mm. And uh Roman Ken Roman's basically like hey Ken dog, uh maybe we should have do it this. actually. Uh let me see.
0: Cause I was surprised by how he said it, right? Like, he didn't say necessarily say, Hey, I'm concerned for you. He did a thing that wasn't wrong, but it wasn't all the way honest. He said, Like, I think this is your thing, and I want you to do it. And that to me is worse than saying this is fucked up. I don't like it to me. It's like you're being political with how like you're trying to tell me I'm about to fall on my face, but you're trying to encourage me in a fake way.
2: No, he's saying I don't want to be a part of you falling on your face. I don't want that. Right, st- but that's not that what he
0: Ro- Of all people, Roman should just fucking say, hey, fuck face. You're about to walk out there and splooge all over the front row of the audience. I don't want to be a part of the bloodbath. That's how he would say it. If he was really being real. The way that I could yeah. write for these characters.
2: So then, uh, yeah, that's basically what happened. And the woman comes in and is like, hey, dog, it's time for you to go. And then Roman's like, all right, break a leg, basically. And then we get Rome's this scene. biggest
0: mistake of the episode. He's done a lot of shit. This was the worst call.
2: This was probably my favorite scene this season. Like, this was just incredible.
0: What, Logan on the uh, just, Can't just on the Good luck, huh? Thanks,
2: man.
3: Yeah, Carl. Uh, uh, just to get some visibility, if that's okay? Because I, I just heard that uh, more tweaks have been made in my arena. It's cool. Okay, well, it if I could cool. just take a quick quick peek. Carl, man, it's not a good time. Oh, but well, then right. if you could just talk me through it. just No, just so I'm comfortable in my own mind that I got your back. It is all good, Carl. Well we need, okay? It's we all really good. Need now just a, a good second. Hang on. Just, it's not a good time, Carl. Oh, really? Well, listen to me.
2: Bro, Carl switched it up so fast. He went from being deference. Oh, you know, I just want to make sure I got your bag. I just want to be. Let me help you, brother. Let me let me be there for you. And Ken's blowing him off, and he's like, "What? Wait, wait, wait a minute! Wait, right. like, You know, before wait a he, goddamn minute."
0: <laughs> exactly. I mean, and he's rightful for that. But before you go on. The way that carl started it that's how roman was just talking to Kendall, and that's why i feel like it was so fake because it was such a like i just want to make sure i'm good for you that's not how you really feel so carl tells us now how he really feels i
3: took a lot of shit from your dad because we've been through the mill but i've been a cfo at major public companies for over two decades and i know a thing or two about a thing or two and if you fuck up his deal Or you try to stand up numbers that I am not comfortable with, I swear to God. Hey, easy. Easy. CEO. CFO. What, you gonna fire your chief financial officer a week in? Your dad just gone? (laughs) You'd be fucking toast. You have my dick in your hand, Ken. But I've got yours in mind. So let's get real. If you say anything that I don't like up there, Or make me look foolish. I'll fucking squeal.
2: Fucking fantastic! I like how Kendall handles it for once, though. But that was fucking great. Then they show. I'm
0: trying to have my sad moment. Carl, stop bothering me. And then he, yeah, he is very benevolent. I love him saying. He says like three words. He says easy. He says CEO, and he says CFO. He said a lot Without saying anything, and Carl obviously that was his breakout moment. Love that for him.
2: So then Carl, then they show Roman. I mean, they show Kendall backstage under like this blue light, and he's got this serious look in his face, like Mm -hmm. like he's ready to go. And they should, what they should, this is the one mistake the show made. All right, when they had that blue light on him backstage, they should have played this.
0: One shot, or one opportunity. That's a, that's a strike for wanted. sure. One moment. you capture it? Just let it slip. Let it
2: go. You know, I can rap this for real. Arms
0: sweaty, knees weak, arms head- that's,
2: they should have played that. That would have been perfect. Kendall was back there in the zone. He just got read by Carl. His brothers just told him, You're going to fuck up. And he's like getting in the zone, ready to go out They
0: actually do play Public Enemy And I'm so mad right now Because there's another song, there's a third song I thought of that should have been the one they played And I cannot tell you What I thought of, that was. but I also Had a song, it was not that um, Which by the way, thanks for seeing the light with Eminem It was not that, it was A different song, but if I remember I will let you know, because I was like, oh This is really a moment for him to come out Here and be like, you know It's all me, like here I go
2: so then Ken comes out and he starts the speech off incredibly cringe. Like everyone is fucking cringing in the fucking all the speak. Everyone big, is big just shoes. like, yo, what is he doing?
0: Teleprompter. Hey,
2: teleprompter, are you talking to me? <laughs> he's talking like- to the teleprompter. <laughs> he like says something to his dad and Logan comes on the screen like he's fucking talking to him. It was so awkward. He goes, what do you think, dad?
0: Logan goes, oh, good to see you. Like, and that's what I, I, that was a jump scare because I was like, wait, they got this nigga edited to look down in the corner. That is too much.
2: I don't like that. Was, everyone was so uncomfortable. Like this whole last scene, I'm just like this. Oh, my God. But then he starts pitching the product. He's talking about how it's going to benefit people, what it can do, you know, how much money it can make. You know how it was really going to serve the community. He makes he it personal. Al- he
0: also starts by acknowledging that the last time they saw him, he was blowing up the company, but he's back. Like, he just eases yeah. into it in a way that, like, obviously he's full of shit, but this is like the most organic and the most, like, this is him being him in a moment. Like, this is his moment. And it just kind of emerges. I love seeing it. I love that they didn't have him tank. I love that he shined because he's st- that nigga stepped out into the spotlight and the spotlight. Consumed him, and Roman is upstairs, hoping he failed. Oh, that's what the song was. <laughs> Hold on, <laughs> I just figured out from doing that. Hold on, okay, I got, I have to, to uh, yep, I have to give you this. This is the song that they meant to play. Okay, pl- I know it's gonna be annoying. Can you give me sharing privileges real quick? I need y'all to know this is the song Now again, two Detroit rappers Two very important songs To the culture I know y'all try to play Eminem But this one is also more more, uh, recent and more relevant But I know what they should have played Oh my god, where's it at? Oh, you had your Zoom three, three uh, windows back? Huh? Can I share? Yeah, good. Oh, I'm waiting on you. Oh, there we go. Finally. You can share. No, I just got the opportunity to share like oh. a second ago. It's okay, though. Okay, this is the song they should have played for this man. Okay, share. And their premium version but, really takes hold an ad. Hold on, let me go to my um ad list. Oh gosh. You know, I had switched to my other account because I had been paying for subscription, not realizing baby, it. Baby, off. Here you go.
2: These these prayed on my downfall. These niggas prayed on my downfall. On R-10, bitch, I stood tall. You did. Show these disloyal niggas how to boil. Go get a thermometer for the pot. I need this shit cooked right. Let's keep that water 400
3: degrees Fahrenheit. You ever been inside a federal courtroom? Nigga, you ever went to trial
2: and fought for your life? Being broke did something to my spirit. Can you hear it? Yeah, they should have played that afterwards. When he was floating in the ocean.
0: Yeah, you were. Oh, yes. Okay, something like that. But basically just like. Them niggas was playing on his his downfall and it didn't work. He showed these disloyal niggas how to ball. Loved it.
2: So basically during the thing, Shiv talks to Lucas and he's like, can you drop a light on these fucking people or something? And she's like, listen, do something about it. And so Lucas puts out this fucking Nazi tweet, which is so stupid. Like he basically made Kendall look even better. So like Right, because you're acquiring a your company.
0: Yeah, like that's that's market manipulation. Like the thing is, whatever Kendall does, it'll take them a minute to investigate that. You just tried to manipulate the market on something you're about to buy.
2: That was so dumb. And he ended up taking it down. And K- Kendall gets a standing ovation. He handled the question from the crowd. Great. He comes back. Everybody's like, Kendall, you did a fucking great job. Shiv looks like, hey, dog, Maybe, maybe I need to back Kendall in a way like she I think she's still conflicted so because she ends up calling Mattson and telling him to take the tweet down so like she called him in the back channel was like hey dog take that shit down like you're you're causing more harm than help and so I think that she's trying to play both sides to figure out which side is going to win and she's kind of in between but wants to be on the right side uh and yeah, so she's
0: definitely playing it but she needs to just go with her gut by the way uh, they go, oh, he deleted the tweet, and Roman's like, oh, he deleted it, and Hugo goes, let me see. He goes, oh, look, and he's like, oh, there's nothing, dipshit. He deleted it. What is there to see?
2: And I was yeah, like, but a Roman was interaction. up.
0: Oh, loved it.
2: Because Roman just leaves right after that because he's mad. Yeah. I guess that he, Kendall did he well. Himself. He yeah. played himself. He
0: played himself. He could have been out there. Ken could have shined, and he still would have been a part of the moment. And he played because it's like there's co CEOs, and one person steps out. You played yourself, bro.
2: Yep, and so Kendall...
0: went
2: down with him. Kendall, uh, you know, they're leaving. So then we see Shiv and Tom in the car. And Tom's like, yo, maybe I should plan this election party. And then Shiv's like, you know what? Let's do this together. But we need to keep it strictly business and strategy. Like, what we're going to plan. None of this, none of oh, our yeah, bullshit. Right. Y'all and then, two times in the last day. Like, please. And, t- and Tom goes well, maybe I find election planning attractive. And Sheriff turns and looks out the window with a big-ass smile, smile yep. on her face, and then she turns and looks at Tom and tries to put, like, shut the fuck up, Tom. Like, that type of face. And, you
0: know, he knows what she's doing when she turns. Like, yeah. he notices
2: her, right? But,
0: yeah. Because so, has got um, it. Like I said, back together. And then, which so happy like I like. even if they divorce I want them to divorce uh, later I want them to divorce on good terms for both of them like we did try none of us is walking away feeling super damaged like we actually had a relationship the last thing though is that um oh I guess you're about to go to, to Roman but
2: yeah well Roman first yeah, yeah let's them, just go to Roman Ken sends Roman uh, um,
0: another deep fake this one's glitchy a deep fake. so it's a medium fake like you can tell it's fake and this is the saddest part of it is that Roman is like he, it's not yeah, a it. thing. He's like soothed by hearing his dad's voice and hearing his dad berate him and cuz he also feels like in a way he deserves it and he like but he also misses his dad. So what so what we're about to hear, he holds the phone to his ear like as if like like listening to a voicemail of a lo- of a loved one who's passed saying they love you, they hope you're well like it's that type yeah. of energy with this following message. Wait, I can't hear it. Are you playing? It?
2: Oh, that's right. You took sorry, Sherry. I messed
0: it up. Sorry, sorry, sorry.
2: Okay, here it is.
3: I want to make what what I think is fairly historic announcement. I'm convinced that Roman Roy has a micro dick and always gets it wrong. I want to make what what I think is fairly historic announcement. I'm convinced that Roman Roy has a micro dick and always gets it wrong. I want to make what I think is a fairly historic announcement. I'm convinced that a Roman Roy has a micro that always gets it
0: on. That's I'm really sad. To that on a loop. On a loop, bro.
2: Yeah, it's kind of sad. And then they show Kendall, and this was such a good contrast to season three. Uh, sorry, season two. When the end of the season, we see him in the pool mm-hmm. and he's drowning, we think, in the fucking pool. And then this time he goes out in the ocean in Malibu and he's just floating. Oh, he's Kendall when he was
0: dying. Oh, I was like, did Roman do that? Um, no, Kendall. And I was, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: And I was like, that's such a good little contrast. Like the last time we saw Kendall in water, we literally thought he died. He, he killed himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this time he's just floating because he he finally he finally nailed something, and yeah, so the,
0: and, the the song for this moment is Evanescence. Wake me up, wake me up. This, and that's what I that's what I heard in my head,
2: and that's the end of the episode. So, Chanel, what are you looking forward to next week? Wait, we got to do superlatives. Oh, oh yeah. So, who were there any discussing brothers? Uh, can uh, Shiv and Tom fucking in, at work,
0: <laughs> definitely.
2: Um, and Greg, each paci- other at an investor mixer,
0: yes, and yes, and Greg, uh, has the honorable mention for yelling at a person for not wanting to commit a federal crime. Um, okay, who is the poor, the broke boy? We didn't see Connor, by the way, R.I.P. to Connor, but who was no. the um, the broke boy this episode? Uh,
2: the broke boys were probably joy. Damn
0: Joy, yeah for sure. Roman ended up being a broke boy by the end. I never thought I'd say that. But Roman really fucked himself out of like the, the future. Um okay and then oh most privilege
2: uh Matson.
0: I would say Matson. That nigga's really moving like yeah you got the money but don't be like the way he's moving Besides the people with the golden parachutes, it would be a nightmare. Like you think Romans bad? It seems like Matson is like not. He's as bad, but he's worse because he's competent. He's yeah. competent and mean. So yeah. yeah, I don't like how he's moving.
2: He's like Ron DeSantis. With, with yeah, I hate with how more he's moving, bro. with more fucking charisma because Ron DeSantis mm-hmm. is fucking dry noodle. Yep.
0: Um. Okay. Sorry. So what am I looking for this? The season I am looking for. Uh, to- oh, what, what you're right.
2: We got one more thing to do. We got what? I wrote down the best quotes of this episode. Yes, so, please. Ken said uh when he was talk- talking about what melt what Madsen did, he said, I would describe it as a meltdown, a human Chernobyl. Um <laughs> uh, Shiv says, uh, well, this is just a line for me. She says, You're not good at this, because they're not good at they're not good at this. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says. Oh yeah, she did up.
0: finally say your. thing. She said your line verbatim.
2: She's like, "Don't get mud on my confirmation dress." Uh, Tom says you're scheduling your grief, which is such a great fucking line. I expect to see that on like her enthusiasm. Like that's like a, such a cringe line. Um, Ken says planning to warehouse the elderly and keep them drunk on content until we suck them dry. <laughs> that's basically the pitch for Living Plus. Um uh, mm-hmm. then Ken says this one was so weird he was like give me the double click on longevity so I can see everything infinite infinite brain box what the fuck does that mean the double click all- on
0: longevity that nigga <laughs> was in another space well okay here's what it was what it actually was was they were talking about the numbers and they were realizing that like whatever they were putting in there about the tech and like the extending life part was maybe not backed up so that was when he was like oh shit can we actually justify this or it was something around that and so he double click on longevity is like hey i want you to go do eight hours of research and turn it over to me in four hours so i can read it and not pay attention to it that's what i thought that was in my opinion
2: so then we got uh roman i'm going to love bomb that stuck up bitch (laughs) which i don't even know where he (laughs) said that that's what uh, he
0: that's th- his that was him on the way to see Joy.
2: Oh yeah. And then Joy he said, said, I'm ready to
0: fuck. That's what he said on the way. <laughs>
2: I'm sure I'm sure you are where you are for a very good reason with a straight mm-hmm. fucking face. Uh mm-hmm. says, You didn't have to taste for the dark meat until you met me. Uh Roman said, Stand easy there, pitch pitch wall, Because that's what he called Greg a pitch wall. Uh Ken said, uh If not forever, live more forever.
0: (laughs) More forever. Love that. Uh,
2: When Roman was talking about he wasn't expecting dad to go, Ken says, yeah, that's very undead, (laughs) which is a good line. Fair. Uh, Roman says, I didn't fire her. I said that she was fired to her. (laughs) (laughs) Shiv says, uh, truth bombs from the phony man, talking about Tom Wobbs' gangs. Uh, Mm -hmm. Greg says you help me get in the good books you understand Mr. Snippy Snip because he's an editor wait
0: who was he talking to
2: again that was when he was talking to the editor Mr. Snippy Snip because he likes (laughs) to edit
0: that was a good I thought he was talking I I don't know why I thought this was Roman to Tom and I was about because I missed something he said and I was going to be like did Tom get a vasectomy so sorry that was so
2: dumb then uh, Ken said she said uh, Oh, uh, Roman said this to Shiv while she was watching Ken on stage. He, she said, uh, "You're watching the fuck out of it and getting turned on. I can hear how wet. It, I can hear how wet it's you disgusting. are. It's gross." Yep. <laughs> and that, now that,
0: that's him going too far, but also like that's a weird way of him expressing himself. I don't know how to explain it.
2: So then Roman also said, "If I cringe any harder, I might become a fossil." And then. <laughs> When the person was asking him about Madsen, Ken on stage, Ken says, you know, he's very European, which is just a hilarious line. And then Ken said, um, it's physical social media in the real world, <laughs> physical social media in the real world. What and are they re- go
0: and they were like, mm-hmm, yeah, 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 in real life. Yeah,
2: that's such an insane thing to say, but they got it. it. Is. So yeah, what are you looking yeah. forward to next week before we get out of here?
0: Um I have what this is 6 or 7.
2: This was episode 6.
0: So we have a lot more. Like I just I hope the kid I hope we don't end with the kids like never speaking to each other again. So I'm hoping to see some type of like breakthrough. Um although I'm not I'm very skeptical um at this point i'm not sure that i want the deal to go through uh because i do think that mattson like i do think what mattson will do this company will like be wrapped way worse than what they think kendall and uh low kendall and roman together is i do think so um i think somehow the 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 political photographer guy that shift data is coming back somewhere. So I think, oh, election. It's election. Well, Um, next week is
2: the election party.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. I I don't I have no idea. I want, I want all I hope for is that Connor finishes with three percent. I need him to get a vote. I need him to fuck up the election. I just want to see Connor be a big part of this that we didn't see coming. That's what I want to see. What about you? Uh
2: I want to see I haven't seen Joseph Macon. I mean, Jared Macon, and um, I thought his scene last year with Roman was just fucking incredible. I thought Justin Kirk killed that role, and I really want to see what he brings to this because, as horrible as he is, like he was playing the shit out of that character, and so I really want to see him come back. And I did. I usually don't watch the preview, but I watched it this time. And it looks like Madsen shows up at the fucking party in, like, a fucking Hugh Hefner leisure suit and fucking slick back hair. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck is this about to be? So, oh, I have a During feeling... the moment
0: of silence, yep, yeah, like you said, it's just disgusting. He, I don't know why, but I feel like he's listening at the door.
2: I have a feeling scarsgar is going to be on one next episode, so... One a
0: million you already know the way that that nigga is describing what ha- uh, they're again they're both lying but they're both right the way he's describing what happened on that mountain as if to shiv as if he didn't call her father a prick or have any accountability there i'm like he's coming in there to rub salt into a, whatever wound he can find it's it's not going to be good
2: yep all right so we will be back next week. Once again, send us an email at we was weWisdragons at gmail.com. We was dragons pod, sorry. We was dragons pod at gmail.com. Uh leave us a review. If it's five stars, we'll read it on the air. And we'll be back next week for episode seven. Thank you all for listening and talk to you later.
0: St- stay privileged, remember?
2: Yes, yeah, stay privileged.